is coming down from the gallows and I don't have very Welcome to episode 79 of the UK Steelers podcast. You're joined as always by me, Sam Winstanley, two of the three co-hosts, Gavin Marshall and Dave Hart. And we're joined again by an old favourite, Mike Farrell, who joined us a few weeks ago uh, to help talk through the Senior Bowl. We, we brought you back, Mike, because uh, this is a big class we're going to tackle today, the wide receivers. Uh, so thanks for joining us. And, and how are you all doing, guys? Not too bad, not too bad. A bit tired. So I've, I've started, got, got back to like full-time work now and... Um, it's it's a bit of a lesson. Don't ever put like a health and safety person in charge of everything because it makes it bad in times of Corona. Because it is like it's two meters. It is. I'm in a mask and goggles all day, Ugh. and um, yeah, it's it's getting me down. So I, I need cheering up, guys. So I'm I'm hoping to have some fun because I've been I've been a bit a bit bit down all week to be oh, honest. I don't blame you, mate. I don't envy you at all. Um, yeah, hopefully these these receivers will cheer you up a bit. <laughs> yeah, we'll try our best. Thanks. <laughs> Uh, how you doing, Mike? How's how's uh, how's the kind of the fame been since you were last on the show? I'm assuming you've been like hounded by paparazzi since every time you left the house. Inundated, yeah. I, I can't leave the house. Nothing to do with lockdown. Just as you say, it's it's a uh, it's paparazzi constant around where yeah. I am, um, which is just a testament to the uh, to the fan base. Um, <laughs> a load of rogue and, uh, rich fans just hounding you. Yeah, I know. You know. I, I leave the house and wearing a mask. Not nothing to do with coronavirus, just to uh, to hide my identity. Um, no, it's it's things are fine. Things are fine. Thanks, Emil, for having us back on. Yeah, thank you for helping us. Like I said, this is a just truly a, a jock off list of receivers, right? I think last <laughs> last year, if people stuck around with us last year when we first did our kind of draft coverage in the uh, the off season, we we did receivers, and we ended up having to split that into two episodes because it, it was so much more vast than we kind of originally thought and we wanted to dive deeper into that class this this year because we want to try and you know give fair you know a fair lump to every single position we've worked out the let's, let's, let's be honest we actually organized it this year rather than last year just yeah, kind of ran definitely doing well it. that is true as well yeah we organized we it a little bit better yeah we planned out the weeks ahead and um the receivers only get a week <laughs> there's no time for the second week so uh, we could, it might be a long one you probably already know if you've clicked on the episode I apologise if it is we'll get straight to it in a minute but um, yeah we're going to go di- deep we're going to start with the very top the guys that the Steelers probably aren't going to have a chance to draft but I think that's still useful just to get a, a general vibe of the, the class and, and also you know these guys become available as free agents one day so you know we've seen that with Ebron uh, and then we'll uh, dive into the mid and late rounds and give our thoughts on all of them and pick our red stars and sleepers and whatnot. but before we do um, I don't want to spend too long on this, but but today it, it broke right just before this podcast two hours ago that they did uh, sign Ben to a new contract. They restructured his contract, right? Um, I think there's probably better places you can go to to get the details in terms of the figures and, and whatnot. But but the general broad strokes of it is that he's willingly reduced his pay from that 19 million dollar cap hit that we spoke about down to 14 million in his final year. The, the long and short of it is that. He's used that voidable contract thing that you spoke about, right, Gav, um, mm-hmm. a couple of weeks ago. Uh, that spreads four years into the future to spread that cap hit out into 2025. And we get, I believe, 15 million cap relief this year. Is that right? I think so. I mean, it's the max max reduction he could have done. Yeah. So fair play to, to him. He's taken a very team-friendly deal. 
yeah, probably a lot more than we uh, expected. And I think the writing was on the wall right after um, Colbert came out a couple of weeks ago. So, uh, yeah, it's, it's good stuff that we're we settled now. We can stop, you know, stressing out about whether Ben's retiring, who's going to be the quarterback. It is going to be Ben for one more season at least, and uh, we can rock on from here on out. And we, maybe we have a bit of money to play with now. I'm not saying we're going to re-sign Juju necessarily, but he keeps getting in those Instagram comments, making it clear that he wants to be re-signed. So. I, I'd I'd sooner have Hilton and and I keep Filer myself, but you know. I understand I know. it. I understand the I, thinking. It's probably the right thinking, but you know, I'm a man of heart. Yeah, we all like Juju, and he's so young. Shame to see him go. Yeah, and and you know, a lot of this, a lot of my sort of, you know, what we what we're going to be talking about now is looking for a Juju replacement. So he's obviously, you know, there is going to be a hole on the roster where where he was, clearly. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's a good segue. I think this is kind of done on the basis or at least I did that a lot of what I was looking for was that guy that might fill that juju role I mean you know looking at this squad we have Deontay Johnson as the, the presumed number one receiver although he's had his own drop issues this year that, that kind of leave a question mark in the back of your head about him uh, you've obviously got Ebron as a, as a mainly receiving tight end and then James Washington who seemed to come on maybe more than most last year, right? <laughs> Became a bit more of a fan favourite in that third wide receiver role, or fourth, I suppose, that you would say, but if Juju's gone third. Uh, yeah. And then Claypool. Well, like, um, so. Sorry, I was going to say, it reminds me, I don't know if you, you know George, who George Carlin is, but he's got a fame, you know, like the uh, the guy from Bill and Ted who played Rufus, American comedian. Uh, great great stuff, great, great stand-up, if ever you uh, watch or listen to it. But he had a line that... Uh, I never slept with a ten, but one night I had five twos, and that that reminds me of uh, the, the Steelers' uh, wide receiver core last year. We had four twos, pretty much, right? So yeah. I don't know. Yeah, is that fair? It's it's weird. I feel like we almost had two one point fives, or maybe even three one point fives. Like I could make an argument that that Claypool, Juju, and DJ in the right situation could be ones, but um, yeah, I, I know it's difficult. Nobody kind of came out and said, right, I'm going to be your 1500 yard a season guy so uh yeah so 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 i suppose that's that that leads to me saying what what are you looking for in this draft was it was it kind of the same as me what were you guys looking for when you looked at these guys well yeah i mean i sort of went through the i mean obviously we're not going to get one of the top guys so you're not going to get a complete receiver i don't think in the in the back end of the draft or middle rounds so much so then i was kind of looking for a a slot a slot guy in the middle of the middle of the draft and then at the end of the draft, I was just looking for upside, someone that could maybe surprise you, bring some, you know, they're going to be flawed if you're getting them in the sixth, seventh round, but someone that brings something special. So that the two kind of categories for me. Yeah, sure yeah. thing. Sorry, Dave. I think I was about, I think I was about the same thing, more, more sort of slot, maybe not quite a juju full-on replacement, just sort of a, somebody who's a lot stronger out of the slot. And even like just things like uh, gadget guys, like the Ray Ray McLeod sort of vein sort of things, it can just spice things up and make sort of work into that sort of Mac Canada offense and, and trying to do things a little bit a little bit crafty and cute, you know, trying to do some extra stuff. Just guys that can work into that sort of sort of plan that I think is going to be coming in, coming in next season. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of guys like that in this class, right? Um, there is. We'll, there is a lot of them. I'm yeah. sure we'll bring that up a lot as we speak. Sorry, Matt, what, what did you think of this class? Um, do you know what? In, in terms of, of where where we're looking at talent, I kind of agree with you, Dave, that it would be nice to get that player that, yes, is going to benefit probably in a slot role, but also throw in those little gadget players, jet sweeps and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and as you say, there's a lot of guys in that sim, in that role in in this draft pool, I think that's that'll be keen for us to target um, at some point in the draft. Yeah, 
it's it's an interesting class because it, it is very deep as it was last year. But there's a lot of guys that are, are kind of prototypes, and not so many. I thought, as Gav said, that you could really argue were going to become complete receivers. And I think that's kind of where the NFL is going. If you ask me, I think you, you're getting less and less of these guys that are jack of all trade kind of wide receivers, and more people that are prototyped around one particular thing. There's a lot of twitchy athletic guys that are best with the ball in their hands and, and sort of receiving a lot of scheme targets, right? Taking a lot of screens and jet sweeps and gadget plays. Then there's a lot of those like big-bodied ex-receiver guys, guys in the Claypool mould who uh, have that kind of size-speed combination but maybe haven't put all the polish there together. So uh, those guys, I think we kind of have that base covered a little bit with um, Claypool. I don't know if you agree, but I kind Yeah, well, of, that's, that's uh, what... Sorry. Yeah, well, that's what we went into looking at last year. Where we were trying to find people that could separate, uh, you know, downfield, and uh, you know that's that's what we ended up with our kind of selections that we we've got to kind of match up to because you know between us we nailed Justin Jefferson and uh, Claypool, hmm. which were two sort of great selections for for us. So there's no pressure on us guys to kind of beat that, but I think we've got you know we've got to find the next guy. <laughs> we've so, got Mike uh, now, so Mike's going to pick all the best receivers, I imagine. Uh. <laughs> Thanks, I. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, let's start at the top of the class then. Like I said, this is uh, probably going to be the guys that the Steelers are going to be... There's no chance uh, they're going to draft unless we see a DK Metcalf-like slide, <laughs> which I was pounding the table for a few years ago. Um, so I want to start by asking, what is your top five ranking of receivers in this class? It seems a little bit varied. Um, I thought there was a consensus top four, to be honest, but it seems like people are actually a little bit more um, out on a limb once you get past three. So... I'll open it up a little bit with whoever wants to jump in first. Just give me their top five and then we'll go around the table uh, and compare, see if we're all very similar or if we're all differentiating a little bit. Who wants to go first? Go on, will I? Are, are we doing it one to five or are we do everyone's first pick? Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah, let's do first pick then. Go on. Okay. Um, number one on my board is Jamar Chase. Jamar um, Chase. I, I think he's fairly consensus number one across the board, I think. He says... I'm with you. I'm with Chase. Yeah, I like Chase as being a complete, complete receiver. Although he's not played, the, the, you know, the problem is he's not played in a year. But aside from that, I just think he's he's the, the, the sort of physical dude. You know, there's like elite separator, just a just an all round baller. Makes difficult catches. Love the dude. Dave. Yeah, I've I've struggled to rank any of these. You know, because they're, they're all sort of like it's almost like pick your flavor with these receivers, isn't it? So it's hard to sort of put one above the other. But I've um. I've put Jalen Waddle at number one on my list. Dave, Dave, we're, we're in sync again, mate. <laughs> oh, good. Do, do you know what? someone agrees with me yeah, this time. Yeah, absolutely. Listen, I think, I mean, I, I went in actually thinking Chase would be my number one and, and I could certainly make an argument for him to be. I think he's definitely the safest receiver in this class. Not to say that he doesn't have a high ceiling, he definitely does, but I just mean, I think if you draft Chase, I don't think there's much chance you, you draft a guy who's going to bust or, you know, you're going to have any, any real trouble with. I think you're going to get a number one receiver out of him, but... Uh, I just love, love, love the upside and the and the prototype of Waddle. I think he's, you know, he's that speed demon. He's a legit deep threat that people are looking for. A twitched up athlete, but um, he he does more than just that. You know, he's more than just a, a well, I say more than a Tyreek Hill. I think Tyreek Hill does more than what people think Tyreek Hill does. But uh, I think what he offers you is is an incredibly high ceiling and a game changing kind of uh, option. Which you know you could argue all of these guys do in the top three or four, but. He was the guy that excited me most, and I think I have a bit of a soft spot for that sort of speed demon guy who can do it all. So that's why I put him. Well, I did put Chase at two, though. 
Yeah, I, I had a, I had a little bit of a cry when I watched Jalen Model because I, I like, just just knowing that he was out of Steelers' reach, it just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, it, you're watching him, and he's. I mean, I know I'm going about Swiss Army man, but he's a Swiss Army man. He, he's he can he does it all, doesn't he? You know, whether it's mm. he can play out the slot, he's a wide out, he can come out the backfield, he's great in the return game, and no, and you know, if he gets out in front of you, he's gone. You, you've got to wrap him up, or he is gone. You, there's no way you're catching him. He's what five ten. He's not the tallest guy. You wouldn't have thought he's a vertical sort of threat, but he he, he jumps. He, he can get, he gets up there in high points really well. Mm. It's um, it's it's a bit scary, and I'm I'm concerned that there's going to be a AFC North uh, competitor that's going to be starting. that's going to guard the rise on this guy, and we're going to start seeing him causing damage in uh, in rivalry games. Oh, I hope not. I hope he stays in the NFC. Yeah. <laughs> I, hope, I hope he gets picked there and. And he doesn't move. It's it's a shame, isn't it? Because he he fractured his right ankle after only about four or five games in in 2020. Um, you know, it's a, it's a re- it's a real shame for Jalen Waddle because he could have had an even, you know, considering the the special uh, the special season that uh, Devonta Smith had. You know, Jalen Waddle had a chance probably to do something similar as well. Yeah, that's that's yeah. crazy, right? He was the like the fourth option for a long time, right? Because how deep Alabama are, and then. Yeah, you don't get the chance to see him do it for a full year and a full stretch of games. But the fact that we're still talking about him as a top five, top ten overall pick, I think shows that... I think when you look at it, for me, you look at last year, right? And um, the guy who went first out the receivers, what's his name, to the Raiders? Um, uh, first, Ruggs went to the Raiders. thank you. Yeah, Ruggs. I mean, we look at what we were talking about this time last year, right, with the receivers. And nobody really had Ruggs as that first spot. I think Waddle does what, what Ruggs does a lot better. Um, and I loved rugs at the time, but rugs you did was love less... rugs, and you 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 are one of these like you love speed, don't you? I do That's love cool. speed, and I think it's a it's a Tyreek Hill effect. I bring him up too much, but but the dude's a game breaker, and I think if you find a guy who's as polished as that with the the innate athletic ability. Um, you know, it's it's a vertical passing league now, right? This is that's a game changing kind of position. And as much as I love a Justin Jefferson type, you know, a possession receiver who's going to get you nearly two thousand yards a season if you want him to. That that's that's fantastic. But I don't know. There's something about having that guy on the field, a waddle, who it improves everyone on the field for me because they have to pay so much attention to him. You know if that makes sense. So. Yeah. You see, I'm. I'm. It's good because you you like that, and I'm. I'm the opposite. I'm old school. I like. I like separators. I like route runners. I like physical at the catch point. That's you yeah. know, and I, I I'll sacrifice a bit of speed for that. But that's good because it means we cover both sort of flavors, if you like. And in fairness to, to Chase, I mean, I think he's a, a fantastic prospect as well, right? I have him as the second, and there's really not a great deal in it. I, you know, I could have gone either way with it, but um, I love that he... I mean, he's also a young dude, right? He had a breakout season, age 19, and now I think he's, tw- he's going to be a 20-year-old rookie. So, yeah. uh, I mean, dude, this guy's got nowhere to go but up. Um, and he and he's uh, versatile, right? You can play, you play any position across the formation. So, I, I do like Chase. I think he's... He's, I mean, I think he'll be the first receiver off the board if you had to ask me to, to guess. But um, let, let's move on to the third one then, unless anyone's got any hot thoughts on those two. Um, oh, so, well, I say that I don't know if if people had Waddle second. So, Gav, Mike, who did you have the? I no, I didn't. I have Devonta Smith second. Okay, perfect. Talk to me about him. Uh, you two are in that scene. Yeah. I'm loving this, Gav. I am loving this. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, well, Heisman Trophy winner for a start. Um, I, I I don't know what it is. He 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 doesn't make anything seem like hard work. He glides across the field and he and he makes phenomenal catches, but it doesn't seem like it's hard work for him. It seems so so effortless. 
Um, I'd love to see whenever they started doing um, uh, you know, measurements and stuff like that, I'd love to know his wingspan because he just can seem to catch everything. His arms seem as long as anything. Um, yeah, he, he's one. I, I did fight quite a bit on whether I was going to put him number one, but now I decided on Chase one, Devonta Smith two. Yeah, same here. The same thoughts. Um, just just absolute the elite separator, root runner, and just amazing catcher of the ball. And, and you, you know, you've seen... You know the you know the worries his size is slight, but you see you see you know he, he just he's just open like you say all the time. So yeah, I, I really like his his just his complete package. I, I'm gonna say it, and uh, <laughs> I know you're waiting for it, right? I, I have him third, but I completely agree with what you said. He's so smooth, right? He, he glides across the field. He doesn't sprint. He's just uh, he's insane. But this I've never seen a guy that looks like this succeed in football, and I'm watching it happen, right? So I know it's happening in college, but. The dude looks like he's got like daddy long legs. I'm yeah, he's ge- very slim. Right? I'm so very concerned slim. that NFL teams are going to find a way to say, right, let's just rough this dude up a little bit and uh, just just absolutely bully him off the field. Like, I, there's you know, there's no there's no analytical sense to that. In this, you know, it didn't happen in college. The dude was legit, but uh, he, look at his legs. Go go and look up a picture of his legs if you've not seen him. Hello. Like. <laughs> <laughs> How is how you, right? Do you know that machine in in the weight room, right? I imagine at Alabama, where they like put the the part the bottoms of the feet and sort of push it up and down. How has he not not snapped his leg in half doing that? Well, you you don't have to be like massive and muscular to be strong. You know that, right? It's not all about the beef. It's there's, there's 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 strength in your your tendons and everything all working together. You know that, right? You don't, you don't have to be a beefcake. I totally understand that. I'm just. Listen, a matchstick, a matchstick can be snapped, Dave. That's my. <laughs> <laughs> he, listen, he's super. He is special, right? He's very special at the catch point. He's got great ball skills, and he's he's uh, as good a root technician, I think, as yeah, he's got the whole root tree down. He's as good a guy with smooth cuts and stuff as anyone, I think. But and the production's there more than probably Waddle. So I get the argument, but I, there's just no historical precedent for a guy this size, this light, this packing, this little weight succeeding so i don't know that scares me off a little bit um you know not not to the point where i would knock him any lower than three but purely just from the perspective of this is a thing that's an unknowable for me right now and the other two guys are pretty no knowable <laughs> if that makes sense <laughs> sure so who's dave got second that's what i want to i had um jamar chase second and uh smith third i think that's the same as si right Yes. Yeah. Yes. It's like I've copied your homework or something. <laughs> <laughs> we got a nice collection of three there at the top, so that's interesting then, because that then leaves you open a little bit for four and five, and I think this so is where people check, start Mike, to change. Mike, I'm assuming you've got Waddle third. Yep, Waddle third. Yeah. Yep. Right. Sorry, sir. Right, we're all, we're all caught up. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> In some formation <laughs> or another, we've got those three at the top three, and then um, yeah. So who, who's everyone got at four then? I might be slightly unpopular. I, I've got uh, Bateman. Who I think it's just he fit, fits my my uh, ticks my boxes being a physical receiver with a great get off. He sells his roots nicely. He can can play right across the formation, just like a technical savvy wideout rather than your speed size shifty guy. But um, yeah, it doesn't have the elite speed that like some of these other dudes do. But I just I just like what I see for the separator. Yeah, a lot of love for Bateman out there. I think he's he feels like the the fourth receiver generally. I would say. But nationally, if you look at the, the kind of the, the list of people, the, the, the kind of the mock draftees have. A lot of Tony. 
Yeah, seeing a lot of Tony as well. I'm going to give you one guess who who my fourth is, Gav. See if you get it right. Tony. No. Ah. Oh. I'll give you one more because that was that more. was a cheap one. A more of more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, more is kind of like an explosive bowling ball. I got yeah yeah I got to go Rondell Moore dude. Uh, maybe some might say a little bit high. I think he goes in the first round, but um, Rondell Moore at Purdue, he's a playmaker. That is exactly the kind of guy that I love. I think he's a Matt Canada fever dream. We're never going to get him, but if we want, it's, it's like if if we uh, if we could, that's exactly the guy that he wants. Right, gets the ball in space, looks like a running back. You know, incredibly explosive, accelerates. Acceleration through the roof, like he, he stops and then just goes, uh, and <laughs> you don't even notice that he stopped. It's insane, um, and he bounces off tackles like a running back. Like I said, he's uh, his contact bounces is insane. Like if you told me he was a running back and I didn't see him catch the actual ball, I was just watching the back half of plays. I believe you. So uh, yeah, I, I mean, I love him. I think he's fantastic. Yeah. PFF comped him to Steve Smith. He's a very tough guy. I think he, uh, I didn't watch Steve Smith early in his career, so it's hard for me to say, but. I don't know if he's, he's gone. Go on, Dave. Yeah, I, I feel like there's a few guys in this group that are, that are almost built like running backs. That they're not to look at him. You think that's not a wide receiver, but they are, and they they are in that mold of sort of being that sort of I'd say, but bowling ball. They're, they're the guy that can sort of make the catch and make the yards after. They don't have to necessarily. There it is. Okay. <laughs> You know, even after all this time, that one still <laughs> still has the ability to shock that, that sound drop. But no, he he, he doesn't have to separate. I mean, he can, but it's the, the his sort of strength is making those yards after the catch, after contact. Um, but you know, he, he's just it's he's a he's a speed demon without having to do it overtly as, as his thing. You know, he, he can he can do a lot of other different things, but he's. Like the most excited I've been when I was watching his tape was when he does that whole sort of uh, reversing the field thing. So he'll go one way, you realise he's got nowhere to go, and then go completely the other way to the other side of the si- other sideline and just take off. It's it's incredible. He's not many guys that have that sort of burst of speed, especially from a from a standing sort of standing start going backwards on yourself. It's incredible. But the the only real down point I can really see to Rondell Moore was the fact that you're basing a lot of your decisions on him from 2018 tape. He's played. He's played yeah. seven games in two years, yeah. which compared to a lot of these guys who've you know played last season and had a lot of a lot of tape out there, fairly recent tape. It's limited. So he. I mean, I'm not. I'm not doubting that he's got a work ethic and he's kept things going in the in his sort of downtime. But what what is there of Rondale Moore now that we can see? Yeah. No, I think that's fair. I I I would have had him round one, but. Yeah, seven games in two years terrifies me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, going back to um, back to Bateman as well that you mentioned uh, mentioned earlier. Um, I think he's one of those ones that have been maybe underrated to some extent. I think someone's going to be getting a bit of a steal with him because, he, like, when you're watching the tape, there's a sort of a few quarterback issues, maybe accuracy issues sort of underthrow him in quite a lot. There's sometimes where this sort of ball's dropping short and he's going to come back on himself. Whereas if he'd have had that guy with that bit of extra arm strength to really, really, you know, push him downfield a bit more, there'd be a lot more impressive tape on him and a lot more, you know, even bigger numbers, you know. I, th- I think he's someone that could be a little bit underrated and fly under the radar to some extent, even though he's probably a first-round guy, sort of flying under the radar to some extent. 
I think, with, uh, with Bateman. Can I ask a quick yeah, question he's... on Bateman? Sorry, sorry, Gav, I didn't want to interrupt. No, go on, go on. Um, just to you, Gav, specifically. Now, as I mentioned last week, Gav, uh, no, Gav didn't share it. Um, I purchased the PFF guide. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, as a result, I've been sort of looking through it this year, and one of the stats that they do is uh, per- drop rate percentage, right, on catchable balls. And I feel like that's been scaring me off, guys, this year, that last year I never would have been scared off. Now, his drop rate is 14.3%. Can you talk to that a little bit? Does that put you off? Does that sort of factor into your evaluation? I try not to let it because I think drops are fleeting and they're they're things that you can get hung up on drops. And there's there's been plenty of players coming into the league that, oh, he's got, you know, he drops balls and then they never drop another one. It's like like, um, Ray Ray McLeod. He fumbles, fumbles punts. And then, you know, he doesn't. It's well, just, and then he did again. <laughs> but then he did. But he did one. You know, it's like a volatile thing. Yeah, I think yeah. you know, it, with with better coaching and you know and everything. I just think I just think it's one of those things. It's like it's it's like sacks. It's you know if you got if you're a player that can be in the position to catch the ball, and and and, and make a play on the ball, then I don't think you worry too much about drops. That's something that you can improve. Okay. Please continue on your thoughts with Bateman. Sorry. Well, no. I was wondering who's who's uh, who we who else we got fourth. Dave, oh, okay. Got fourth? Um, oh, sorry. I've got um. If you if you could see me now, I've got a mountain of paper. <laughs> I've got that many guys. Doing it old school. Of, I'm, I'm sort of shuffling through paper, but no. Um, I had uh, Rondell Moore and then Bateman. Oh, you've gone four five. Okay. okay. Mm-hmm. Mike, who did you have four? Um, Gav, we're definitely copying each other's homework. Okay. Because I have Bateman a four as well, so I'm fascinated to hear who you have five. Yeah. I know, I, I think I, I know who you might go with, because um, I'm going with Tony as 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 five. Although I really like more as well, and it, it's a tough choice. But I just think Tony is that kind of modern twitched up dude that you could just do do draw up so much creative play calling with. Uh, massive 2020, and you know, really sharp draft lords at, at Florida. You know, second team. All SEC and just a bit of a late bloomer, and that and, you know that is a concern. Is he a one-year flash in the pan? But I don't think so. I think he's got the the skills to be a real weapon, almost like a sort of Tyreek Hill, possibly. You know, that's the kind of ceiling, isn't it? So I think he's an exciting player, and yeah, he's he's my number five. We have a clean sweep. <laughs> <laughs> no word of a lie. Yeah, no, I've got Tony five as well. If he ends up at the back end of round one, I'd be terrified because you mentioned Tariq Hill. If he ends up in Kansas, we may as well just call it off now um, because someone like him in that offense where they just get people open would be terrifying. He, you know, he, he can do practically everything. Um, I even thought he was a decent, not the, the best blocker in the world, but is willing to, you know, get him, get, uh, get involved. Um, as opposed to some others who might just shy away because he's not the biggest lad in the world. But he's one, yeah, just getting the ball as often as you can. If it's even in run plays, it, it's irrelevant. Just get it to him as quick as you can and just let him work his magic. And he made uh, Kyle Trask look good. Although you quite like <laughs> Kyle Trask, didn't you, to be fair? You, yeah. You did like him. Not in round one as much as I'm being reminded about. But, uh, yeah. Okay, so you guys had Tony Five. Um well, see, now that's interesting. I've seen that a lot. The thing is with Tony, for me, and I think the problem with me is I'm comparing him to a couple other guys that, for some reason, one reason or another, I just aired towards a little bit more. Because at number five, I put Elijah Moore. I went two mores in a row. Um, so me and Dave didn't didn't match like you two. Sorry, Dave. Um, mm-hmm. I, I mean, first of all, 
that that urination celebration. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I read about it, I had to look it up. Oh my god, <laughs> that reminds me of the um, what was the Super Bowl? Uh, the Seahawks when he pooped the ball out. Oh yeah. Uh, oh, that was who good was fun. That, was, that, was that Lockett? Who was that? No, it wasn't Lockett. The other, who's the number two there? Do, uh, Baldwin. Doug Baldwin. Oh yeah, yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that that was good fun. I mean, incredible fluidity in the hips just to kind of like get down there like the dog and then lift up. Yeah, that was good. But um, <laughs> I only said that because that was my first note on him. He's he's got incredibly fluid hips. His change of direction is uh, it's elite. You know, it's uh, it's a sight to behold when he gets to the top of that stem and you don't know which way he's going. He's uh, just sinks his hips like to the point where he's doing a nice little squat for you and and then dives out in one direction. Very smooth, beautiful movement and just that kind of route running ability that I thought I thought Tony was a little bit simplistic and, and a little bit more um, schemed isn't the right word but uh, I felt like Tony was a focus of that offense in a way where they were kind of drawing up some s- certain kind of plays for him that I thought weren't super developed. I didn't know how translatable that would be. I don't know. I just preferred uh, the two Moors to Tony a little bit. And I think maybe that. I think, I think you could say a little bit of the same about Elijah Moore, though. He was definitely the focus of that. Of course, he was. As well. Everything seemed yeah. to flow through him and sweeps, and you know, in the red zone, he was getting the ball. So you could, you could, you could not to criticize your uh, your critique, but you could you could label that uh, both of those players because yeah. that's the that's the guy they are. They're 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 you know they're offensive weapons. So you want to get the ball to them as often as possible. Sure. Yeah, I, I just think he he plays with a toughness, and, and he and I think he's a smoother route runner on top of his athletic ability that excites me. Um, he does. Uh, Elijah Moore definitely he sells his roots really yeah. well with like leans and head knobs and things. And yeah, he's uh, he's he's. I think he's yeah. He's more advanced, more technical. Well, I think I think I think Tony possibly jumps off the tape a bit quicker. Like you no, you notice what he's doing and his his skill set just. It just you know just, just and, like and he looks a bit more imposing, right, Tony? He looks a little bit more imposing than more. Um, but yeah. I just think more with the ball in his hands excited me even more than Tony. You're just saying a lot, right? I mean, that's that's Tony's big upside. So how many more times can you say more in a sentence? <laughs> um, uh, yeah, Elijah Moore. I think you. I think you. The more you watch him, though, yeah, I'm doing it. Now. <laughs> um, you 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 know, you start to notice how technical he is actually. And and yeah. you're right. I, with the toughness, it's a tricky one because you do see him get. He, he sometimes he kind of whiffs on blocks a little bit. So I, I think he's braver than he is tough. Mm. If that makes sense, he does. He does make difficult catches over the middle. He's definitely not soft. Not saying that in any sense. Um, I just think maybe he hasn't quite got. He needs to put a bit of weight on, a bit tough, and like work on his kind of anchor a little bit in some of the, the you know the screen game and stuff like that. Because you do see him lose. But yeah, I like the guy. I haven't got him as a first round guy. Is you saying he could be first round? Is that what you're saying? I think. Well, I think he could be. I think a lot happens with with how. Sorry, a lot depends on how people uh, end up rating the the two Moors and Tony because I do think they will probably garner a similar kind of interest in terms of the kind of teams that want to draft them. So, but I could see it happening if he you know if he was drafted the back end of the first round, it wouldn't surprise me too too much. Um, I think probably a second round guy, early second. I mean, round. five eight one eight five. He is titchy. Yeah, he's I mean, more which, of a gadget which, which guy. Can, yeah, I mean, Elijah Moore, you know, that, that is small. And, and that can be an asset in the slot. You can get around and under, and, and he certainly does. But, but he does get up as well, so it's not like he, you know, he's good at the catch point. And he's got, like, the nice, smooth, soft hands that you need in the slot. Um, so I really like Elijah Moore, but I'm not sure I'd put him above um, Bateman, who you have. But it's, it's your top five, man. <laughs> this is why we do it, right? So, so that's our top fives. We've got some... You know the guys we all well the guys we mentioned as a group. How many did we end up with? Is that we had the three that were the same, and then one, two, three. Uh, four, we got uh, more Bateman and Tony. 
Bateman Tony, yeah, so four on top of that, so eight. Okay, so eight guys in our collective top five, so that's interesting. Is there no, any sorry, other... seven. Seven. Four maths. Sorry. Seven, seven. <laughs> that's no better than mine. Um, there's a couple, I think there's one more guy that I would say is in this group that is kind of an untouchable wide receiver based on draft profile. Would you agree with that? Just looking through the names. Well, there's, I'd say there's quite a few people that we probably are out of range of. Oh, well, but I agree, but I'm talking about guys that, that are going to be gone before we even, you know, before Colbert wakes up. Mm, I'm not I'm not sold on anyone. Who, who are you saying? I'm talking Terence Marshall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. You're right. Terence Marshall Jr., LSU. Um do you know why I made that mistake? Because I've, I've, I've marked him down as un, undraftable and put him down underneath at the bottom of my list, so I completely forgot about him. Go on. Oh, hit me with that, go on. Why is he undraftable? <laughs> because, exactly because of that. Because he, he's, his draft stock will be too high, and I think he'll get drafted higher than what what he's shown. I think he's, I think he's good. I think he's, I think he's solid. But I think... The, the the school that he went to and and the the production that he had and he he wasn't you know the number one receiver until this year and he did produce in a sort of much poorer team than than there was the previous year when they won the championship but I'm just I don't see anything that he does particularly well um, enough to be drafted near these top guys so I've kind of I've I've sunk him on that I think he's he's someone's going to pay a high price for him and be disappointed that that's what I think. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. I mean, I would rank him below the guys I mentioned and Bateman and probably Tony as well. So, I, you know, we're talking like wide receiver seven or eight at this point. But there is there is a legitimate buzz about him being a first rounder. I, I don't know, man. I, I think he has a lot of upside. You know, we only saw him start one year, like you said. I I do wish he could. I don't know. Could he have gone back? No, he's a junior, so he could have gone back. I kind of wish he had done, right? And we'd seen him for another year as the, the legit number one option uh, at LSU. But... Uh, I don't know. I think he's got some room to grow. He's, he could be a great like what we're talking about, like a big slot, like kind of the role that Juju plays a little bit. Not that I'm saying he's as tough as Juju is across don't the middle. I know but... if he's got the kind of flexibility, and I don't know if he's got the quick the quick burst. I he's don't got. Know, like, I don't know. He's got an extra gear for a guy that's like six two or whatever he is, two hundred odd pounds. He, he's got an extra gear that I think. He can get up to speed, yeah, for sure. But he hasn't got that burst that, that Juju has. Hmm. I don't know. I, I like him, but I just I don't think I, he doesn't jump off the tape that I want to see in these kind of early rounds, guys. But I think the uniform he's wearing and and the, and you kind of associate him with the production that you've seen. I think I think that's what scares me off. Hmm. Well, what what do you think this year of uh, Terence Marshall, Mike? A bit like you said, I've got him as 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 early day two, but I also wouldn't be surprised if he trickled into the end of 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 round one um you know he's an outside big bodied guy and there are some teams that just love that idea of sort of that old traditional um x receiver chuck the ball up in the air let him come down with this sort of thing um if you came if he fell into the end of round one and then we're looking at potentially six wide receivers going in the first round yeah i wouldn't be overly surprised dave you watch uh you watch any terence marshall I did. It was. I said he spent a long time being the other guy, didn't he? Mm. So it was sort of um, the ugly sister. Sort of a, yeah, almost, almost like an ugly sister. Um, but yeah, he, I don't like. God said he's sort of got a lot of things that he does, but he's sort of a jack of all trades, but a master of none at the moment. And someone's got to really coax that out of him. So I think maybe going on day one would be a little bit rich for him. Not that he's not got the ability there. You can see on the tape that he's got the the ability to. 
to be a, a an effective receiver in the NFL. But I just don't think that first round stock on him is really suiting. There's a few guys that I think would probably suit it a lot more than than he would at the moment. Yeah, I, I, my issue just to just to kind of fine tune what my issue is is that he I think he he's one of those receivers that wins in college by 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 just sort of being physical and big and that that doesn't necessarily he's not got that special talent in the NFL so much he's not a natural kind of separator at the catch point he's he, he's kind of out physicals people and I'm not sure he's going to be that special in the NFL I mean I'm happy to be proved wrong and he's, he's my namesake and usually I've always enjoyed supporting other marshals go through the league but um yeah I'm not I'm not so on board with with Terence but I'm, I'm hope I'm wrong Okay, fair enough. A lack of enthusiasm for poor Terence Marshall, uh, overlooked <laughs> at LSU and on this podcast. Let, let's move on to the second group then. I kind of already dabbled into it a little bit because I had uh, Elijah Moore at the top of this group, even though he's my number five receiver. But um, does, does someone else want to start? Gav, do you want to introduce the first guy into this second round group? And I should explain to yeah. everyone at home that this group is basically, I think, kind of how I put it, is, is guys that we think would definitely be second round and below, guys that could in some world be targeted with a Steelers pick that the Steelers own in the second or third round. Yeah, I mean, there's a guy in this group that I absolutely love, but I'm not going to start with him. I'm okay. going to start with who I think is the best return man in in this class, and possibly, and you could you could mark him up as like a mega joystick. I don't know if you know who I'm talking about. He just, I'm I, I'm not sure who, I've seen a guy move like this before. Do you know what I'm talking about? Is, is it uh, Tutu? No. Oh, okay, cool. No. It's Jalen Darden out of North Texas. Maybe this is a bit high for him, but I just I see that I see the skills on tape. I just he jumps up to me and I think someone's gonna gonna want him because you're getting a day one return weapon. You know, we're talking could be an absolute game breaker. And you know, if he if he can if he can bring what he's brought at North Texas, which is a small school, into the NFL, that is that is very different skill set. And and he's got he's got vertical speed and elusiveness. That I think we'll see him drafted high. So I don't know if anyone disagrees, but it just—I mean—he he gets so open with cuts and breaks, and it just is so shifty and in, in just powers up and powers down and changes direction, and just people are just flying all over the place, and he's he's just coming out untackled. Um, so it's, will will he get owned at the next level? Will you know? Will he will will he get just jammed up at the line? I don't know. I'm not sure he's got the best release sort of set in, in, in this class, but I just think that the, the movement skills are enticing. He's, yeah, he's the sort of guy you just want on your team. You know, even though he's wide receiver, don't don't pigeon, you know, pigeonhole him to it. He has to be on the outside, has to be in the slot, has to has to run out of backfield. It doesn't matter. Just give him the ball as, as often as you can. I, I don't have him that high, but I can I can understand the appeal. He he looks like he could be a fantastic player in the in the pros. Wow, yeah, you shot me a bit there, Gav. With <laughs> that was wasn't the guy I thought you were going to uh, bring up next. I think, yeah, my, my concern um, there is when you see a guy like this um, who jumps off the screen at you uh, with speeds and quicks and athleticism and and the ability just to to, to jump around, jump around. What, who, who sang that? Jump around, jump. Around. House of Pain. House of Pain. Nice. Um, is is when you're looking at a guy with like poor level of competition because. That guy jumps out with you every time when you're watching him play against kind of weaker teams. You know, do you know what I mean? Those guys don't impress me as much when they're doing it against weaker level of competition because I always think, well, you know, who's trying to bring him down? <laughs> I don't know. 
Maybe that's a unfair shots, reason. Shots fired to the University of Texas El Paso. <sighs> <laughs> I don't know. That that worries me a little bit. I mean, don't worry. I mean, the athletic ability is going to translate, of course it is. But um, smaller guy, yeah. a guy who's you're going to need a very accurate quarterback. You know, he's not going to go up and beat guys to the ball. Right, he's not going to contest anyone for the ball. Um, that yeah, that's my only concern. Uh, so, but I yeah. suppose if you look in the third round, then you know it's a bit of a different conversation. Yeah, just to be clear, I'm not ranking him as my next best receiver. I just yeah, he's yeah. a guy that it really excited me. And there's a little nugget that he played cute. He uh, he stepped in at quarterback at high school, and uh, he had some decent production. I think he he got something like ten rushing rushing touchdowns and threw eight and had sort of eight hundred yards on the ground and threw something like six hundred yards through the air. So you know that that's another element that you know he can you know like Randall L or whatever you can do some stuff with this guy you know or Edelman or some of these other guys we've seen. Do trick plays with he's he's got he brings all that. Wow. It'd be good to see him a bit more in the return game. I, I, I'm just looking here at the stats. He only returned the ball four times last year in the, yeah. in punt returns. So it's someone who's that electric. Okay, he's probably the standout player in that offense at North Texas. But maybe in the pros, that'll be a good that'll be a good starter for him. Get him on the return game and just have you know earn a stripe, so to speak, by working on the return game and then and then hopefully a starting role. Oh, definitely. Yeah, you 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 just want to get him at the, as many opportunities as you can. You yeah. start on the special teams gridiron for sure. Definitely, just the nineteen touchdowns in nine games this season. Yeah, that's all. Phenomenal. Actually, looking, <laughs> he didn't he didn't finish a game without one. Yeah, didn't he get two hundred yards in two consecutive games or something? It was just yeah. like ridiculous stats. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's it's against you know. Phenomenal. Well, that, that's the problem, but, though, isn't it? Like, <laughs> but that speaks to how dominant he is at that level, I suppose. But. Yeah, yeah. It's not like we're watching, you know, some big guy just run over people. He's out yeah. duking people, they, they, and they're not even getting close to him. I mean, they're just no. they're ending up in the stands trying to tackle him. So if, if you haven't if you haven't watched any Jalen Darden, I mean, just just stick on the highlights and just you know you'll you'll have a fun five minutes. Yeah, <laughs> there's a few guys like that in this class. Um, I, I want to I did because I thought I thought who you were talking about was Tutu Atwell, right, out, out of Louisville. Um, I, I want your thoughts on him because this guy seems like the most polarizing guy. I remember seeing in the, in in a draft where um, you've got I've seen him going in like the fifth and sixth round, and then DJ has him as like his thirty first best player in the, in the whole draft. I'm not massively high on him. I've got to say, I I, 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 I want to know is he is he more than just a kind of a gadget guy, or is he does he often? Well, I do think he he's one of these guys that you could throw in that tub of guys who are a risk to end up like Tyreek Hill. He has that level of uh, explosion, but he does, and he's got good hands as well. But he he he's another one. He's tiny. He is and, small. I mean, he's quick, but he doesn't. Small. A player like him, I want to see. I didn't see him. He didn't jump off. He didn't look like he dominated games to me. I know they've got other receivers there, but I don't know. Maybe it was the games I watched. I just thought there's other more explosive or as explosive joysticky kind of players in this draft class that excited me more and aren't getting the kind of early rounds hype than him so I just thought you know the Steelers aren't going to probably aren't going to be in a chance with that well so I just kind of don't didn't really rate him that highly in terms of the Steelers yeah I had him a lot lower down as well I had him sort of down as a sort of a nimble gadget kind of guy but he's he, like you say he's tiny it's like watching, watching someone's little brother out there he's just he's so small and nimble which <clears throat> that works in his favor obviously but um but now I had him a lot lower down <clears throat> yeah, I, I did, the, the problem I had with him is I didn't see any tape in the games that I watched of him dealing with anyone bigger than him. He, he no. was he was always wide open. 
um, which I suppose is a, <laughs> is a positive in and of itself, right? But when you don't see that, I worry that, like you, like you said about um, about Darden, is he going to get jammed up at the line? Is he going to get bullied in the NFL and just flame out like a Dre Archer? Um, so I, I don't know. That, that's what concerns me a little bit with him. But but you got to respect, like, Daniel Jeremiah is in the 31st, I know I said this already, but the 31st best player in this draft. So that's pretty crazy, dude. I mean, he's a, a top talent evaluator who has him that high. So there must be something to it. Yeah, and when, I mean, really, my, my sort of logic doesn't stack up because he's the same height as Darden, but actually 20 pounds heavier. But <laughs> it, do, it does, doesn't look like it on tape, but maybe that's just me. I think that's just his agility, though. I actually wrote down, like, could this be like an upgrade of Ray Ray kind of guy? You know, play that role if you wanted to. And uh, But yeah, that seems a bit rich for me if he was going in the kind of the DJ realm of the first, second round. But if, if he was falling to where others have him in the fourth, fifth round, then that's a different proposition. Yeah. I think that's true with anyone, really. But course, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, sorry, I jumped in there and, and took over. I believe uh, Mike, based on our pre-podcast um, ordering system that I'm struggling to remember, uh, you were next to bring a name to the bud. Grant, um, I, I won't. I did have both Moors in this sort of mm-hmm. bracket, um, so I, I will avoid them. Funny enough, talking about what potentially might happen, for, you know, for the Steelers with free agency and all the rest of it. Uh, it's particularly around Juju. Um, Amon Rasane Brown from USC reminded me so much of Juju, and it's not just because they both went to USC. Um, I, I'd put him in that sort of middle tier, the next tier after, which which day two is an area that we might potentially... If we want to go wide receiver that early, then then that's an area, that's a player that I, I reckon I'd go for. I even have my notes very similar to Juju. Um, accomplished wide receiver, excellent hands, uh, Shifty off the line without sort of without being electric like the top guys. Great agility in the route running. Um, makes it difficult for defenders to follow him. Does have the occasional drop where he's you know he's take, he's planning ahead to his next step um, and sort of where he wants to go and then the concentration drops a little bit. But I no I'd have him I'd have him firmly within that day two day two range. I I think he's got a chance to be really um, a really really quality player. Yeah, I, do you know, it's funny, I wrote the exact same thing as you, that this guy, and I'm sure a few of us saw that because the USC uniform, right, but mm. um, St. Brown is, is definitely the guy most in this draft that I thought, oh, that that's the dude that I want playing the, the juju role. You know, the, the knock is that he struggled this year, right, supposedly, um, playing on the outside when he was kind of the main dude at USC. Um, didn't fit too much, which is why I thought that's perfect, right? Replace Juju Smith-Schuster yeah. with him as a big <laughs> slot. Put him in there. I mean, this boy is hungry for contact. He, remind, he reminds me of Juju in that way, right? His, his ability to just cross mm-hmm. the field, excellent body control in the air, vertical ability, goes up and grabs anything with strong hands and lays a hit on dudes. You, you've seen a few, I've seen a few highlight plays of him in the blocking game alone, just, just ramming dudes 10 yards downfield. And uh, yeah, very sharp and sudden, like you said. So, And I'll tell you what as well. He speaks German and French. His dad was a Mr. Universe bodybuilder and he's the brother of Equinemius St. Brown, who plays for the Packers. I mean, that's a guy I'm going to like, and let's be honest, before I even saw the tape. <laughs> yeah, it, it's interesting because it, it, it's, it, I think it, my one concern with him is why didn't he improve when he moved outside? Because you watch the tape, he's got a good release. He, he, he's winning the uh, the line of scrimmage. He's, he's, he's getting outside quick. He's stemming outside. I know he's stemming inside. He's usually losing the guy, but I, th- I think it, it, it's a lack of, the, the lack of speed shows up in college and that that's that's my one concern with him. I do like him and I think he's a solid I think he's gonna be a solid 
number two, which is like you say, the same as Juju. And you know, I like his route, his route, route running, but uh, the, the lack of speed for what what you're going to be asking him to do, I think caps his ceiling a bit. Hmm. And maybe not, I maybe not as high on him as you other guys, but I, I still like him. But I think for me, he would be like a sort of end of round three kind of guy. Sure, which uh, is fair. Day two. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. But I think the thing with that is, look at the Juju pick, right? We put we picked Juju in the second round, right? And ever since we've been saying, wow, what a pick. You know, we got this dude in the second round. Look at him, clearly a first-round receiver. You get this dude in the third round, I think you're going to be having a similar conversation, if not an even more impressive one. That's You know, I think this is a guy you're going to get in the third round, maybe late second. I think he could he could bounce up as time goes on. But it's going to be value either way, I think. What do yeah. you think, Dave? Do you like uh, St. Brown? I did. I was if he was, you know, if we were sort of taking red stars early on, I'd have, I'd have stuck a red star on him. I really like him. He's not that uh, early, Dave. You like can, it. Dave, you can is, stick one on him if you want. This is. Uh, uh, I've, I've not. I've, I've, I've controlled myself and taken someone much more sensible, which isn't quite me. But, um, but no, no, he, he's, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a physical dude, isn't he? he, he I'd love. I would just. He's not. Um, He's not beating people with with speed. He's just physical, getting leverage over over backs and just making those catches. Really impressive. I, I, I love his his sort of tenacity and just willing to go up and get it and not caring about who's around him. Um, but yeah, yeah, I, I really like him. Not even just for his name. He's got an amazing name, right? Great name. He sounds like a Egyptian god. They've yeah. all got great names now. Equiminius, Amon Ra, and they've got another brother brother called Osiris. I mean, That's definitely Egyptian. It's got to be. Yeah. I, I, I wish they have another brother who is a you know works in banking called John. Phil. Yeah. Phil Brown. <laughs> if I ever have a kid, I might name him something like this. It seems like the destiny to success. You never go to McDonald's and meet like an Armin Ra, do you? Not often. No. Doesn't happen. Um, and Dave, I don't know what you're talking about with this red star. This guy is not too high to be a red star. He's like th- we're talking second, third round. Like my red star is probably going to be like a first round guy in, in the, the receiver class. Okay, I, th- I thought we were sort of announcing him as we were going along. I thought maybe you guys hadn't quite reached yours yet. Well, I, I haven't. I... I haven't fully decided to be honest. I'm stuck between a couple, which is why I'm biding my time. But um, I was just going to say, think, like I think Dave's right though. You know, it should be a guy that could be in, in range of the Steelers, and I'm not sure. Maybe I'm in range of the Steelers. Higher. I mean, do you think it's yeah? And I don't think Maybe. it does have to be a Rage of the Steelers. I think we spoke about this before. I don't know. We, we're not really sure, are we? I'm Here's sure. I'm sure. I think you guys aren't sure. <laughs> so um, I, I know if Rich was here, he'd be complaining about, oh, no, they're far too out of reach. What are you taking yeah. one that early for? Yeah. Which is what Rich will say. I, I've said it before and I'll say it again. My red star is I like this guy more than the consensus, and I think he's definitely going to succeed. I don't okay. care if he's going to be in the Steelers' range, you know, I I'm talking about because I'm looking back and saying, "Wow, Simon, you were right on that pick." Well, it doesn't matter whether the Steelers picked him, does it? Ugh, I'm going to get on my high horse soon. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> we really need to bake this down properly. Who was next? next Dave, uh, 2022. Dave? I think it's Dave. I think it's Dave. Yep. Um, this is a guy. Maybe some of you might disagree with him being this high up, but I quite liked him. He's it's uh, Daz Newsom out of North Carolina. Um, pretty much a pure, pure slot guy. Um, sort of. Bit, uh, not the the biggest, but he's a big physical kind of dude. Um, willing blocker as well, which was what I really liked about him. Outside of his, his sort of receiving side of things, he's he's a willing blocker. You know, you get a lot of receivers that aren't really they're pretty lackluster and aren't really just sort of sticking a hand out there. Whereas he's he's got two hands on the guy and really blocking well. I, I like that about him. 
but he's like over the middle. He's got no fear. Maybe to his detriment at times. You see him taking some big hits, and you're like, "Wow, maybe he's got he's almost asking for an injury at times. He's really sort of taking some hits over the middle. Maybe whether that's his fault or his or his quote about leading him into into sort of tackles a bit too much is is uh, I'm not sure. Of. But um, I mean, he's he's not entirely polished. He, he could do with a bit more of a root tree, but. But what he does, he does well. You know, as, as a slot guy, I I really like him. He's not, he's not the fastest, but that's where he sort of fits into that that sort of slot uh, position for me. Um, how do you guys feel about Daz Newsom? Uh, yeah, uh, a bit a bit early, I think, for for him. Um, if you were looking at the third, second, and third round, but because uh, I I had him high up in that second group of guys that you'd be looking for. Because I agree with you, Dave. I think he would fill that slot role. That yeah. we're probably looking for. Um, I would probably be looking in the fourth or sixth rounds, depending on which way you want to go with it. But um, for, yeah, this is one of the guys that I looked at specifically because um, our friend Steel City, who always messages when I, uh, I put out the searchlight looking for for guys that the audience likes. Um, it was the first guy he mentioned, um, mm. a natural slot receiver who can start day one. Um, I don't think we need to need him to, but I understand why he says that because yeah, he's. He he does have a lot of those those qualities that you're looking for, especially that, that late in the draft. If you're going to get him with a, a fourth or sixth round pick, um, great ability in terms. Of, I think I think he's he's quicker than fast. Some people seem to have him down as a bit of a burner. I, I, I don't know. I'd be interested to see what his forty time is, but um, he, he's didn't very seem like a burner to me. No, he, he didn't, didn't seem massively fast. Yeah, but 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 he is quick, and I think that's an important distinction. Like he, mm. sudden. Um, you know, it's a space guy. He's he's, yeah. on the, he's a return man, isn't he? Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I did say that translates to returnability as well. So yeah, I, I, I like him as a you know if we're looking in that the later rounds. I think I think like I say, I think the second and third round might be a little rich for him. What do you think, Gav? Yeah, I've got him down on on day three, and I, I didn't jump in there because I'm I'm a bit down on him. I, sorry, Dave. I, I I don't like the fact that he gets so disrupted so easily, mm-hmm. and um, I'm not sure that he can separate, and I'm not sure he's going to translate. So I think someone will take him, possibly too high. But if he's if he's there at sort of round five, six, maybe he's an option. But I I, I, I wasn't a massive fan of his tape, and I think he benefited from playing the opposite side of the other wide receiver from the North Carolina offense that maybe we'll talk about in a minute. So I wasn't so high on Daz Newsom, but clearly a lot of people feel different, so I'm probably wrong. Yeah, I will just say, though, despite his size, as you mentioned, he does go up and get it over guys that are bigger than him, which I quite like. That's yeah. one of the things I like most about him. Um, Mike, did you have any thoughts on Daz? Yeah, I'm I'm looking at that early day tree as well, uh, maybe around four or five. The, the, his skill set is very similar to a lot of other players. I just think there are some that, that offer a little bit more. Um, like you said, I'd be interested to know what his force he is because he seems to be really quick in short space. Yes. Yeah, you know, that, that very quick separation, get a couple of yards away from the corner, make the reception. Whether he's going to then, you know, take it 80 yards down the field, I'm not sure. But maybe maybe that's his skill set. You know, he's going to be a chain mover. Yeah. Yeah. Although it just it just worries me that someone that, that that's their skill set is getting separated is is also getting knocked off his route so easily in college. That 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 yeah. is a red flag for me. Okay, Gav, uh, you mentioned him there. So so why don't you talk about the other UNC guy? Diami Brown, this guy, like. Okay. I okay. mean his 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 release is uh, just his, his get off. It's just he's so bursty. 
Um, just a really quick kind of outside vertical guy with good body control. And, and he's a good blocker as well for his size, surprisingly physical. Um, he's, not, he's not the most polished route runner. He's just kind of, he's an up, go up and get it kind of guy. But, um, you know, he, he can work on that kind of more, the more technical aspects. Um, and he, he's not like a, he's not like, doesn't set up and set his routes, but the, the speed and the, and the just the catch point stuff is, is there for me. I like, you know, he, I think, I think he's, he's, he's kind of a developmental guy. I think he's a, you know, he's, he's more of a traitsy kind of guy that's, that's not so polished, but I, I, I like him. What do you guys think? Um, I, I gotta be honest. I, I suppose as you would say, Gav, a little bit down on him. Um, and it's kind of for the reasons you said, I understand your take. Um, but I suppose I came at it the opposite way round, where I thought I'm a little bit concerned that he only runs goes. Uh, <laughs> it always concerns me with any receiver uh, when they just say, "Look, you know, there's a deer, go chase it, lion." That that worries me a little bit. You know, I, I, that's not really what I'm looking for here, um, especially if we're talking second and third round as opposed to a later developmental pick, a flyer. Um, and he didn't blow me away. As a, he was a deep threat, right? He averaged like 20 yards a catch two seasons in a row, but. He, he, doesn't doesn't beat guys at the catch point. He's just beating them deep, and and I don't know if he's going to do that in the NFL. He's not so quick that he's going to automatically win against corners in the NFL. And I think I'm worried that he gets to the NFL, doesn't win that way, and flames out. Right. Yeah. It's it's the get off for me. I think I think his 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 burst from the line is. Yeah. Oh, it's there. It is there. Is very good. What, what is and he's blocking. Sorry, Mike. What do you think of uh, Diami Brown? He, I've got him in that in that sort of next group. Although I'd probably put him at the at the lower end of that sort of sec, second group, um, round three maybe something like that. I love that nineteen yards per catch. I think over his over career maybe it, it might be in North Carolina. I think it is, yeah. Um, and and he's not a one thing I quite like when when watching wide receivers. I really like to, and maybe this is because we all sort of started. Well, certainly I started following the Steelers with it with a very much a Heinz Ward tendencies, but. Wanting to see a wide receiver get involved in the run game and blocking, and and Brown is the sort of player he doesn't mind doing getting getting involved in that. You know, you'll see some guys and they'll really really shy away from it, and um, they're just not interested in run blocking at all. But I like when someone drops it, even the smaller guys. You know, who who are probably going to get annihilated by a by, by a blitzing safety, but um, showing a little bit of effort in the run blocking game, I quite like too. But he's he's, yeah. he's one of those guys. He stretches the field. Um, let's just see how that translates. Yeah, he's he's an interesting sort of size shape because he's six one, but he's only one eight five. So he he could actually thicken up a bit, I think, and and be, become a slightly more imposing weapon downfield. Um, when he gets in that weight room, I think he could become, you know, he could he could develop into that sort of aggressive downfield baller maybe type, um, because because of the the toughness you see in the blocks and the kind of willing to put his sort of face into the fan. I think that's what I mean. I think there's there's, there's things, the traits are there, and I just think there's there's interesting things that could happen to him. So he, he's an interesting prospect to me. Hmm. I don't think he's just the kind of the, the vertical guy that you're making outside. I think I think there's potential. There's a guy I'm not going to talk about him now because he is a, is a later rounds guy um, who I'm more interested in as a guy who just runs goals. <laughs> I'll, I'll talk about him in a bit. Um, right, I think it's my goal. So I'm, I'm going to bring um, a guy. Oh, did Dave get to? Did Dave get? To Sorry, Dave, did you go? There's not a whole lot to add, really. I mean, he's, uh, Brown's been productive, hasn't he? He's actually a good blocker, which I like about him. But I'm sort of on size side of it. it it's he's he's a go route kind of guy, and it didn't really fit the mould of what I was really looking for. So I sort of I sort of switched off after a while watching him. Unfortunately, sure. 
So you've got you've clearly got Daz Newsom ahead of Brown from that offense. I haven't really ranked any of these guys lower down. I've just sort of, I'm sort of reading them out as I'm seeing them. Really, I'm not really sort of prioritizing too much. So outside of the top five, I haven't really ranked anyone because I struggle to. So. It's tough. Yeah, it's difficult because obviously we don't. You know, it's, you can't watch everyone, and there might be a guy here that you've not seen that might be better. Yeah, so it's tough to, yeah. to rank them after you get outside the top. But. I think I think for me, if both of those guys, if you wanted to take a wide receiver and both those North Carolina guys were on the board, I'd take Brown ahead of Newsom. I would but as well, just just yeah. from upside. I yeah. agree. Um, okay, okay the, the guy I'm going to bring it seems to be a guy that I've I've seen a lot of people saying, "Hey, this might be the guy the Steelers want to take as a." A potential project, the kind of guy they're looking for. When I put out the bat signal, Tam Lindsay replied, and he said, wide receiver isn't a huge priority for me, but but if it, if it is, then in the fourth round, um, call, uh, Amari, oh, sorry, I'm getting mixed up. Amari Rogers, <laughs> uh, do you know, I ignore what I just said. Tam was talking about someone else. I've just I've just ignored him and just go to fit him into my own narrative because because it's the same college. Um, Amari Rogers out of Clemson, um, five foot ten, two hundred ten pounds, kind of a hybrid guy who. Kind of could be what the Steelers are looking for now—a shorter slot slot guy who can win with physicality and speed rather than his size. But sort of big step up in his final year when he when he kind of took it on and, and was the, uh, the was that the bowling ball drop? Or is that I don't just, know what's going on. I'm hoping that my neighbour isn't assaulting my other neighbour. I was going to say I didn't really think he was a bowling ball drop, but okay. <laughs> no, it sounded like someone's head getting slammed into a wall three times. But uh, let's carry on, and I'll, I'll call the police in a minute if it carries on. <laughs> oh dear, okay. Um, it's probably Mario Rogers like banging through the walls for me getting his name wrong. Um, yeah, he's, he's a quality deep option from the from the slot, and um, he, I think he's got great contact balance. We we're talking about earlier about some of the more the more boys. Um, having that kind of running back frame. And he's got a little bit of that great contact balance, breaks tackles like a running back at times. But uh, I was also a little bit hesitant, and this is why I wouldn't take him before the, uh, you know, the, like the fourth round, the earliest. Is I think between Ray Ray and Washington, we kind of have what this guy brings to the table. I, I don't know that he upgrades it all that much. You know, he doesn't work underneath. I don't think he's going to be that slot possession receiver that I want. I think you are looking more in the... In the the, the, no, I don't want to say gadget. I think he does offer a little bit more than just being a pure gadget guy, but I don't know that he brings the upside that I'm looking for. I think Washington does half of what he does, and Ray Ray does the other half, and I'm pretty happy with it. And yeah, I don't know. What, what would you guys think? I couldn't disagree with you more, man. Oh, this guy on. is my. I love Amari Rogers, man. Absolutely <laughs> love him. And I think the Steelers should do whatever they can to get him. I think he's just. He wow. would be he would be the final piece to the puzzle for the Steelers wide receiver core. They know really? underneath Juju replacement, tough position, the hard yards, but he can, they can break it vertical from the slot with speed. So, so I see, I see what you're saying. He isn't like the biggest catch radius guy. I don't and, see it. Uh, he's not, yeah, he's not a, he's not the, the separator, but that's not his game. His game is is the quick slant, the quick out, the hitch. I think I think he's he's a starting slot in the NFL for a long time. Like he's he's a go-to. He he would be my go-to slot guy in this draft class. And I, I really hope. I'm I'm worried that, that he's going to be get get taken too high, um, for the Steelers to get to. But I think if he's there in the fourth round, that's the guy I'd be turning the table over to get to. And we saw it. You know, we see seen the production that when when Higgins and everyone left Clemson, he he kind of stepped up and became the go-to guy, which is not really his game. And he and he produced. And then we saw it again at the Senior Bowl. He took over that game and the practices. 
uh, uh, the toughness is there. He's come back from a torn ACL. You know, that's that's a bit of a knock, but he, you know, just the, the suddenness, the, the, just the way he finds holes, the burst, the balance. This is my guy. Gav, when when we when we started, I thought we had something special. We were five for five, but the so I'm in agreement with you. Um, I've got sort of five round five round six grade on him. I, I get his I get his his, his skill set. I I just is he going to be the guy that if the Steelers picked him up, would he be the one that sort of replaces Juju? I'm I'm yeah, I'm not too sure. That that wasn't. I've got to be honest. That was not even the realm that I was coming at it from. I, I get that you play slot, but that's where the similarity. Not I know we're not necessarily looking for similarities, right? I'm not trying to just replace Juju like for like, but I don't know. I I, I didn't see it. And to be honest, Dave. I'm happy that I've uh, broken up this couple. Me and you stand united. <laughs> well, you know what? We don't quite because this is my Red Star. Oh, guy no. as well. <laughs> Red Star. Yes, Dave. I'm with you, man. I thought maybe my uh, Red Star reveal would be a bit of a damp, be a bit of a damp squib after uh, after the sound drop. But no, I've got I got one myself as well. I set you up, no, didn't I? No, it, it was. He's he is that smaller sort of running back frame guy, like you say. But he's he's a tough mf. You know, he, he's. He's um, you know, he, he sort of had a bit of a, a knock on him that he didn't have quite the speed to separate. But he doesn't separate through speed. He separates with those sort of sudden cuts and um, sort of anticipating. He, he reads DBs really well. You know, you see him waiting for that exact moment when to cut because just as the the DB turns his turns his hips out of the way, right, he's gone. And he just he times everything perfectly. You know, he, he's. You know, he's he's more than just a sort of a, a slot guy. I feel like I feel like he's got things outside of just being a slot guy. But slot is what he I feel like he does best. You know, he's 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 uh, he's perfectly in that mold. But he can break out of that. I think I think he's he got the skill set to really break out of that and not be just the just the slot guy. Um, and maybe in a sort of more of a sort of a gadget sort of situation. But um, yeah, I'm I'm really really high on Amari Rogers. I, I thought maybe I'd be on my on an island alone here, but I'm quite glad that glad that, no, uh, no. Glad that Gav agrees with me. Oh, he, I definitely uh, hoisted the flag, and you're you're saluting it, man. I love it. He, he's got great hands too. I think that's what I, I always look for that in a, a receiver. In a receiver, I was looking talking about, about uh, last season. I was talking about cricket hands, where they've just got nice soft hands, and they don't they don't snatch at it and. You know, it, we're just with a lot of smaller guys. They tend to be sort of more body catchers. They're waiting for the ball to come to them because they haven't got quite, quite got the catch radius. Whereas he's really catching with his hands, and he's you see it as it's going in his hands. It, it's it's perfect. There's, I mean, he's 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 not a perfect robot. You know, he'd get the odd drop here and there, but he's usually in those sort of contested catches where he's been hit, like you know, hit as he catches and things like that. And I mean, did you guys watch his um, uh, senior bowl? one-on-one tape yeah it's really impressive man. he i said that the knocking was speed but a lot of the time he was burning some of these guys whether they're sort of up to his standards i don't know i don't i'm not sure he was who he was up against but he was burning some of these guys you know this guy he was facing on one on some of the tape i saw oh yeah i mean you definitely see him break it vertical i mean he is an out and out sort of tough possession dude that's that kind of feeds on the short to intermediate game which is where, where maybe i don't get the comparison with james washington I, i'd say he's more of a mix between juju and eli rogers um he's kind of that that if you look if you imagine that the kind of short intermediate underneath you know you know that kind of catching balls underneath defensive backs uh, but then can break it and get the fight for the tough yards and then if, if he doesn't get stopped he's gone 
So yeah, I, I, I love this guy. I saw some people saying that he was sort of they're, they're frustrated with the fact he doesn't work back towards the ball. Like he's just sort of like a bit like what we were saying with some of the tight ends last week. He just doesn't quite work back towards the ball well, like on sort of dig routes and stuff. Not really coming back towards the ball, sort of uh, helping his QB out. You see any of that? Yeah, I, but that's that, a dig route is a little bit deeper than I think he's 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 you know a five yard kind of guy. I think you know he's five nine two ten. That's that's rare size and you know for for thickness, toughness and and, a, and in a, a big frame and a small height. So you know he's not he's not necessarily a guy that's going to go you know those deeper intermediate routes down to the deep range and and kind of box people out. That's not his game. He's going to get underneath and around people. Yeah. No, I'm I'm 100 with you. I'm I'm I'd be banging the table for Amari Rogers. I think on on draft day. Well, fingers crossed, Dave. We've mm. be, I'll be I'll be buying a Rogers jersey if he if he does get drafted. Wow. That's for sure. <laughs> I, I did not see two red stars coming out of that conversation, Mike. I tell you what, I, I live to be surprised every week on this show. <laughs> um, okay, that, that's awesome. I love that. I love that we like disagree fifty fifty on every player. This is uh, we're nailing this so far. Um, who was next? I just went Gav. Uh, okay, well, that was who I was going to go. But uh, if he's gone, another guy I quite like is uh, Kay Johnson, South Dakota. Smaller dude, 5'10", 180, but another kind of explosive slot. Doesn't have the toughness that I like with uh, Amari, but um, he could be a real steal, I think. And if he's if he's sitting... He come, comes from a small school, so you know maybe that's going to put a couple of um, teams off him or maybe he could slide. But he's just like a bursty playmaker with good hands and a huge catch radius and a great guy after the catch with like cuts and uh, and had had a good showing at the senior bowl as well, which kind of ticks a few boxes for people that are worried that he's you know placed uh, played good opposition. Um, just he, he explodes off the line of scrimmage as well, so you know you can and you can see him running that kind of Tyreek Hill cross 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 field route, you know that we kind of all seen highlighted so many times with a yellow pen, but um, he he pulls that one off. So there's there's some teams that are going to be interested in him. It's just just the size and the small schoolness, but um, an interesting guy. What do you guys think? Sorry, I, I always pause and see if someone wants to jump in with a strong thought. Um, yeah, I, I did. You know, I didn't watch loads of. Us. I watched the the Senior Bowl highlights um, and then went to try and find a couple of things and just just watched a couple of clubs. But uh, yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I, I don't I don't know where he's going to go because he's like um, like you say a small school guy. I feel like he could be a candidate to drop a little bit more than we expect. So maybe he's a guy we look at late in the fourth round. Could play that slot role. Does have that kind of uh, what's the term the the jiggities, the, uh, the 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 PlayStation controller, the Madden vibe to him a little bit, I think. Uh, joystick vibe. Uh, joystick vibe. Thank you. <laughs> Save me the <laughs> the jiggities. What's that? Let, let you flounder for a little. Bit. Yeah, thank you. Um, yeah, I, 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 the problem is with a couple of these guys like him and like um, uh, kind of like Rogers, I suppose as well. Is that I was so impressed by a couple of those other guys earlier on that when I saw these guys, I was like, yeah, discount version of, of what I've already enjoyed um, and I worry that's maybe uh, put me off a few of these guys a little bit I don't know what do you think what pound shop Rogers yeah he's not, he's not like that he's, not, he's, he's, a different, he's different he's smaller no, no, not, not, not Rogers not Rogers not Rogers I'm saying when I was watching a couple of these guys earlier on like like the Moors and the um, uh, even I'm not, you know Tutu Atwell kind of vibes those kind of guys I was like eh I think this guy's got rare explosive explosion 
I think that's his his elite yeah. skill. You get in short area burst and you know, quick 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 playmaking. I think uh, one one of the things I know on on Kay Johnson was uh, one of the final notes I made. The only issue or maybe potential red flag was I don't think he did very well in press. I thought when when guys sort of got a bit close to him right off the snap, he, as much as he's got great burst off the line, and if you do give him a couple of yard space, good luck, he's gone. But when guys got a little bit handsy on him, it sort of disrupted the route running. And with, with the with, you know with the with the small frame that he's got, I thought that might cause him cause him a few issues. But like like you say, he's, he's he is one of those guys that you can kind of get him the ball as often as you can. Um, I think he you know they, they got him at South Dakota State. They got him running the ball every so often, and he I think his stats is 19 yards for every um, rush attempt and 17 yards a catch. So it's the kind of guy just give him the ball and let him let him find space. And he does find space in his row running too. But just that initial issue with press coverage and again the competition he's not playing is is, is spectacular. So if he has those issues off the line against you know like, like a North Dakota or North Dakota State that he's playing, is that going to translate into NFL when he's against you know top quality cornerbacks? Yeah, he, he, there is a risk with him for sure, but I think he's got yeah. a high ceiling. That's yeah, one of those boom or bust guys. Where would you look at taking him? That's a tricky question. I think I think he's in this same group of, of kind of round two, round three. Um, I, I, I think probably end of round three, just just because of the un, uncertainty about about his uh, you know his boom or bust. But I think if you do if he does if you do hit on him, then it's it's great value. Yeah, I struggle with these, some of these receivers in this group because I think unless I unless I love them, I almost don't. You know, I think we all agree it's probably unlikely the Steelers use a pick in the second and third round on a receiver based mm-hmm. on that needs. And I know that's not necessarily how the Steelers draft, and they do tend to take a lot of receivers in this area. But um, yeah, I don't know. Unless I really fell in love with a guy, I was kind of like, eh. uh, you know, I'd yeah. be looking for more of that deeper round area. So. I think the, the the joker in all this is is the Matt Canada effect. Yes, and we don't, really we don't know, know how much is going to play what, into it. Yeah, and and a, and a player that can do some of the jet sweeps and yeah. and more kind of you know the uh, uh, versatile stuff that he's going to want. Um, you know, playing out of empty with a guy that can can be motioned around. I think you know that that pushes some of these guys up a little bit, maybe. Mm. But we don't really know, right? Because this is going to be his first draft class mm. where he's had a real influence on. Yeah, it is tough to, to comprehend how much that's going to play into it. Um, okay, who was next? Uh, Mike? Are we still looking at that sort of middle of the round, middle of the draft? We can move on if you'd like, Mike. Unless anyone no, has no, anyone no, that we I've, think I've, is... Because I must I've, admit I've, I'm running out of... <laughs> no, I've, I've got someone I've... I was debating whether to red star him because he's not that top of the list sort of player. Um, and then I also thought to myself, well, is he a sleeper then? Um, I was a bit, I was a little bit indecisive, um, but I'm I'll, I'd be interested what you guys thought about Immer Smith Marset from Iowa. Um, first thing I'll mention about him is a, is a couple of issues. He he injured his ankle at the end of this season, which caused him to well, it ended his season. Um, he was celebrating a touchdown and, and injured his ankle. That was him written off for the year. And then a couple of months ago, he was arrested for speeding in a DUI. So there's obviously issues that are going to have to be addressed when, you know, when teams are interviewing him. I'm I'm so up in the air about where to place him. Um, 
is is he probably going to be round four for me? Just because of some of those, some of those maybe has he got character concerns? I'm not too sure, but you know the proofs in the pudding. He got nicked a couple of months ago, but some of <laughs> some parts of his game. I mean, he was asked to in, in the in the punt return game. He averaged 29 yards a return and had two touchdowns. Um, actually, let me just double check to make sure those numbers are right because yeah, you no, know, sorry, yeah. kick kickoff return. Apologies. That I mean, absolutely phenomenal numbers. Um. And had really good games against against really good competition. He's he's this he's a strange one because he's six foot two, but he's only about hundred and eighty something pounds. So he's in that sort of strange body shape, where he's quick enough and and light enough to spread the field, but he's also big enough to to make contested catches. Um, great route tree as well. Good shiftiness. Loved his ability of turning back to the quarterback to find the ball. Guy who breaks tackles can separate. Yeah, I, I've got a I've got a chance that if if he lands say around round four and that's where we do want to find a wide receiver i've got a chat I've, I've really got a feeling he could be a steal for us oh very nice I, I gotta be honest i didn't i didn't watch a lot of him i saw that he was sorry size and i saw that he broke his ankle doing a front flip and i moved on <laughs> so um yeah. yeah yeah i'm in the same boat i think he's in, he's in an awkward range where I, I i kind of think he's still in the range where the Steelers are looking for a slot guy and he didn't fit that profile so i kind of I didn't watch him too much either. Exactly right. So I, I haven't got too much to say. Sorry, Dave. Did you watch him? No, I, I'm, I, I agree with all of you. He's he's a vertical guy to me, so I sort of discounted him on any sort of further evaluation. But um, the, the character concerns are a bit off-putting. Mm. You know, the sort of drink driving. Was it, well, it's is it drink driving or is it something else? Because it says um, intoxicated driving or something. When I whatever I read, whatever that means. Um, yeah, you think, I think it, it could have been a, a bit. Could have been a bit of the Ganji you're suggesting, Dave. Potentially, maybe. yeah. That might be better. Maybe he was, uh, <laughs> maybe just really high on the fact that he'd got a load of UK Steelers merch on a discount rate. <laughs> Great. Was, it, was this last weekend? It, oh, must, oh, brilliant. But um, I mean, the the, the celebration thing is a bit embarrassing, right? That's funny. He did a, he did a flip. I, I've heard it described as try to be a pimp, ended up with a limp. Wow. <laughs> so, so yeah. The, the character concerns put me off to some extent, but he's, he's he don't fit the mould of what we're looking for. I don't think so. I'd sort of yeah push him to a side. Sorry, Mike, you're all on your own. Oh, Mike, I feel like it's I, I should I should have come to you to like you know protect you there after you came to my aid with uh, with Rogers. <laughs> but sorry about that, mate. <laughs> um, no worries. Okay, who's next? I just want to talk to about. I keep interrupting Dave. I think it was Dave's turn. Dave, was it your turn? It was, but if you got something to say, you can go. Have you got, some, have you got another? Have you got another guy for this kind of range, the day two range, Dave? Um, you probably disagree with me, so, <laughs> so, so go ahead. Save it then for the next one. Um, I, I wanted to clear out a couple of guys, to be honest, that that I thought were maybe in this range, but weren't the kind of guy I was looking for that I looked at. Um, just to just to briefly mention them, and, and those were um, two bigger-bodied guys in Seth Williams and Nico Collins. Um, I don't know if you guys spent any time watching these two. Uh, yeah, I watched both of them. Yeah, yeah mm. both of them kind of felt to me like uh, bigger-bodied ex-receiver kind of guys who I thought I was happy with Claypool playing that role for us. Um, I don't know if you saw anything out of either of those two that you thought was, was a little bit more interesting than that. I preferred Nico 
over Seth Williams. I thought, I thought Seth Williams, but go on. Oh, really? Go I on. knew oh, we'd okay. do this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not sure the Steelers need this guy because he's got Claypool, and I think Claypool's a much better prospect than, yes. than Nico is. But I like that he's a physical separator and he's you know the big body. He, he was an opt-out from Michigan. Michigan. always make that mistake when I'm reading it. Um, uh, and uh, produced with co- uh, poor quarterback play, and he's got a good get-off. But... I'm not sure his his size advantage. He uses his size advantage to win. I'm not sure that will translate. So so with the uncertainty and the fact that the role is more than ably, well, almost elitely. Is that a word? Elitely. elitely. Uh, almost. Yeah, I don't know. You know what I'm saying. Claypool <laughs> yeah, falls yeah. that role in a, in a, in a, an elite manner. So I'm not sure that Collins would be on the board. When it comes to to Williams, I just didn't just didn't see the fit at all. I, I didn't see him separate. I didn't think he was that fast or even that tough for a guy of six two 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 four. So I didn't, I didn't like the Seth Williams tape at all, but you, you try and convince me on why you liked him more than, than Colin. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong, I had some major issues with Seth Williams. I, th- I just think it was more to do with... Uh, I thought Nico was a bit um, stiff, uh, a, bit, uh, a bit one note. I thought he went up... I thought he was big body and used that effectively in college. I didn't think, like you said, I didn't think it would translate because he didn't have other skills as a wide receiver that I would cover that, that for example, Claypool has. Um, for, for Seth Williams, for me, it was all about his vertical catchability. Um, I was gravely concerned that his contested catches were so low based on stats. And again, I'm basing this off PFF's very useful um, stats like contested catch percentage, which is 30%, which for which you know you might say, okay, that's fine for a five foot nine guy. This guy's six foot three, so <laughs> that kind of worries me a bit. Um, but at the same time, he does put up some jaw dropping plays on tape. Does Seth Williams in terms of? Um, getting up and, and getting the ball over dudes and, and and looking a bit like Claypool does at times, but uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the consistencies there, which scares me a bit. Yeah. Any, anyone else like these guys? Uh, no, I mean, I I didn't watch a whole lot of either of them because I'd sort of discounted them out of the sort of out of the mold that we're looking for. But I sort of put Seth Williams above just because he's sort of a bit of a red zone beast. You know, you can mm. he's that big target in in the red zone. Um, but there's there's a, a lot of I heard a lot of people online sort of talking about how he's a sort of a, a contested catch demon, the sort of the king of the contested catch. But to me, it seemed like all his catches were contested. He just doesn't separate. It seems <laughs> unless he's schemed open, he's got a guy hanging off his hip. You know, that's how it looked to me on of the of the tape I watched anyway. So that that was a, a concern for me that he he just doesn't just doesn't separate and he doesn't sort of fit in another situation. You know, he doesn't fit in any other kind of uh, place other than the red zone. He's a, a red zone gadget, isn't he? Really, at least in this, from a Steelers' point of view. Mm. Yeah, D- didn't didn't do what Claypool did to me last year when I watched him. No. Yeah, it doesn't no. separate, and um, the, yeah, only catches three out of every ten balls that are contested and drops half of them. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, so we're in agreement. So all it, now, Mike, are you are you, you going to disagree with us here? No, nope. this is Red Star guy. <laughs> both of them hit that lone star drop no no i'm in agreement lads it's um yes they've they've, they've got skills they've got a, they've got their own skill set but i don't think it, it works for what we're looking at with uh with taking claypool last year so yeah they're they're big bodied receivers who, who are sort of limited to catching it at the sideline in the red zone it, i don't think that's anything that we're after so not really not really one for us Cool. Okay. I, there's two more guys I think are in this range before we move on. I don't know. Has anyone else got any other guys that think this is where that will go in this, that's this point? That's it for me in this range. So whether I've not seen them or I've got them rated lower, I don't know. But go. 
So I've got uh, one who who what Dave summed up perfectly when he said about a contested catch specialist because that's all he's all he's doing because he's never open is uh, Sage Surratt of Wake Forest. If you're watching oh, this guy, I, mean, I, I wanted yeah. to talk about him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I think he's kind of in this the bottom, you know, round three kind of guy. I think he could be a guy that the Steelers have had to consider. Um, because he he could be sitting there when they're thinking about taking you know this could be the range where a receiver a lot of the kind of more obvious needs are met um, and I think that there's things about his game that are very tempting um, he could he could be the kind of big slot possibly uh, although he does play outside as well um, but he's, he, you know he's got kind of good catches over the middle he's tough um, and as I say a contested catch guy but I'm just I'm just not f- sure he's, he's not the fastest he doesn't get open he was an opt out. Yeah, um, I mean, maybe if he falls, I'd be sort of thinking round five, definitely round six. But at this, where I think he's going to go, I'm not sure. The, the thing is with Surratt, he seems to be a big name. In, in the, I mean, I knew about Surratt uh, along with knowing about the top five guys in this class, right? He seems to be a, a well-liked name um, because the things that he does well, he does very well. He jumps off the tape for me. Like this was a guy, I put him in the, in the third, sorry, in the next round down because of some concerns and I wasn't sure it was what we were looking for as well I thought he was more an outside guy than a slot guy but um he was at the yeah, point where sorry yeah it was at the point where a lot a lot of what I was looking at I was like god I'd, I kind of want a red star this dude like I love it you know he jumps off the tape he's he's super talented as a, as a physical player underneath I mean he's hyper physical for a wide receiver um he, he has elite contested catchability like you said some of the catches he makes in ultra tight coverage and I'm talking like He's got guys like climbing all over him, like just desperate to feel him up. I, I mean, I have no idea how he so consistently makes some of these 50 50 balls, but he's doing it because he can't get open. Because not only does he lack speed, he, he's slow. He is too slow, um, you might argue, and cannot separate, but still wins because he's so good in these contested situations. And it, and it leaves you with a really difficult evaluation because yeah. can he do that in the NFL? The answer to that, I, I just don't know. But oh God, I hope so because he's a fun player to watch, dude. If he can do it, that's why I think you, you put him in the slot or you play him in like you know a stack, stack two stack receivers as the front guy, uh, or or you know in trips and or in a screen game, you use him like that and you get make the most out of his physicality, and you don't expect him to try and you know release and get open because he's not going to in the NFL. He's going to get jammed and stopped and you know just boxed out and it's going to be ugly if you want him to be an outside guy. I think. He's the guy, though, that I can't... I don't know when the pro days are for Wake Forest, but I cannot wait to see what he runs. Yeah, he could be the Jared Pinkney. Yeah, right, yeah. yeah. If, if he comes out and runs like a 4.8, <laughs> I don't know. But he, he, I hope he's working on that 40 time because uh, if he... if Imagine if he run like a 4.4. Like, this guy would be like in a first-round conversation. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I don't. Mike, what did you think of Sage? You must have seen him. Yeah, um, his physicality was one thing that I was impressed with. And like I mentioned earlier about the run game uh, and, and Gavin, you're saying there about being in trips, you know, he's a guy that you could put out in front and, and, and be quite competent in the blocking. But separation was the biggest issue when he was asked to run sort of sideline to sideline as opposed to just going, you know, going down straight towards the end zone. There was a real issue there. So I, ha- I have him day three. Um, yeah. Does a job, but but it, but nothing really sort of jumped out too much for me, to be honest. Yeah. Dave, you watch any stage? Yeah, I had pretty much the same evaluation of Seth Williams. Really, it was pretty much the copy and paste it. But apart from the fact that he's sort of like a, he's almost like a a small tight end, 
sort of sort of situation with him. Yeah. So, but no, I, I I wasn't sort of overly impressed. So I, yeah, uh, he sort uh, of fell on my evaluation. I will say though that Gav, the, the safe sort disrespect that's going on here from Dave and Mike is is upsetting me a little bit because <laughs> it, like it's a bit surprising. I was expecting Dave to be on the on the Surat train. Yeah, I was a little, a bit, little bit. bit because it's, it's, I don't get me wrong. I get what you're saying that those those problems with separation are definitely there and yeah, big tight end look. But oh my god, the things he does well, he does so well. Like that's what I was saying. Like if he was a little bit faster, I'd have red starred him for sure. Like <laughs> I just can't do it because yeah. I don't know if he'll succeed, but. Oh, what an interesting dude! I'm very excited. More than most players, I'm excited to see how he does in the NFL. Yeah, I mean, and you know, he's playing with uh, Jamie Newman, who we've kind of destroyed his accuracy on the QB yeah. show. So you know, maybe with a better QB, I don't know. You've been destroying Jamie Newman's accuracy online. I've seen it. I have, every I every time someone mentions him, you've been talking about like the only thing <laughs> less accurate than Jamie Newman is uh, is what Mel Kiper. Mel Kiper's draft. <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. <laughs> Um, yeah, okay, this isn't a Jamie Newman, though. Let's move on. Uh, so is that everyone from that area? That there there was one other guy I thought that could sneak into this range. Okay. Um, but I don't I don't particularly like him, but I think, he, I think he's here. I think he's going to get taken. Tylan Wallace, Oklahoma State. You watch this guy? Yeah. What do you think, Dave? Um, sort of a, he, he, feels, he feels like he, he plays smaller than his size. It's weird. Uh, and he's he's physical, but he plays smaller than his size. Sort of like um, I don't know. He like he lot of sort of whiff blocks and things like that. I know it's not sort of the, what you're looking at a receiver for, but he sort of just seems with that sort of a bit of uh, a low effort thing. I don't know, but he, he yeah he runs his routes really well, and um you know he's a lot of instances where he, you know really sells sort of a sells the fake really well, and he's heavily used as well, which was you know. He's he's a productive productive guy, but the, the sort of low effort side of things put me off him to some extent. Yeah, it's in, I, why I've got these two together is because you want to kind of mold them together. He's like the opposite. He's he's he gets bullied, but he's got good hands and he, he separates well. But he's just not that athletic and tough and that that exciting a prospect. It feels like he could be sort of maxed out in a, in a lot of ways. He's, yeah, yeah. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. And he was hurt in, in 2019, so maybe maybe he's still recovering from. From that, but I mean, it's a good red zone weapon. That that you yeah, know, separation wins in the red zone. But I I I not I'm not so high on on Thailand. No. I, I, I say I disagree. I I've sort of got maybe a round three grade on him. Um, I one of the first notes I I wrote on him was that I'm really fascinated to see what he does for his forty because there seemed to be some snaps where he got off the line, he was electric, and then other times he reminded me of uh, Jay Cutler when he was playing for the Who Dolphins, was it? When he just stood <laughs> on the line with his hand on his hips. You know, it, it yeah. was a real, real mixed bag. Um, and I think one of the things that jumped off, he, he did make a lot of high, highlight catches. Um, I reckon I reckon if you type his name into YouTube for his, for his big play highlights, they'll just be phenomenal catches because he did make a lot of them. A lot of contested catches as well. Um Good body control, change of direction, big fan of. But yeah, just that, just that speed off the line. I'd like to know a little bit more about. Yeah, it worries me that a player that you're you're drafting in the, in the role that he's going to play isn't that athletic. You can get away with it in other in other in other roles, but I just think what you want him to do, he's kind of maxed out. I don't know. What do you think, Sai? You watch any Tyler Wallace? I, I didn't. No, I missed missed this completely. I don't know why. I was going off certain lists and stuff, and he must have slipped by me. I didn't. I didn't watch him. There's only so, so many hours in the day. There's so many wide receivers. <laughs> yeah, we do have lives, you know. Although you might not think so. So yeah, apologies. I'm glad you three had something to say there, though. 
Okay, any any other people we think could go in the top three rounds? Or there's, do you think fit everyone? There's one guy I want to bring up, not because I watched him, but because I made a mistake about who he was <laughs> earlier. Um, when I said Tom Lindsay was talking about a Clemson wide receiver, it was Cornell Powell, not Amari Rogers. No, I, I haven't seen him again, sorry, um, to, to Tam, because I thought he was talking about Amari Rogers until I literally read it out on the show, because I'm an idiot. Um, but has anyone else got any thoughts on, on, on Cornell Powell? Funny enough, he's my top day three guy. Okay, perfect segment. Yeah, so nice, exactly, exactly in that range. I think. I think he's 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 a perfectly solid receiver. I like his blocks. I like his get off. He gets nice and low in breaks. He's tough. He's going to be a special teams baller. He's good in the run run blocking game. He's got good strength through contact. Good hands. He's got good body control. He's kind of Jay Washington ish role. Kind of tough. He's old. That's the problem. He's like twenty three, mm. and he's not the fastest. Um, it's kind of one of those guys where I like the player more than I like the prospect, if that makes sense. Like mm. I like watching him on tape in college. Um, he looks he looks like an NFL receiver in college, but you, you basically what you see on tape is what you're getting, and there's no upside at all. But I think, in, in, you know, if if he's not, if, you know, you're not going to take him with the first pick in the fourth round, but you could get a guy here that's going to be a solid number two, and you know, it, it, there's, there's plenty of guys like this in the league. The Steelers could do with with a Cornell Power. I think I think he could bring bring some some decent production. You know, he's not going to be a number one. He's not going to be a guy you want on your fantasy team, but he, he'll be a good player. Yeah, I thought he was a bit of a jack of all trades. I, I think there are things he does all right, but it, it nothing jumps out at spectacular. His hands are probably his best trait, but there was just a lot where you kind of say the speed, yeah separation uh, contested catch yeah like, it, it, there are positives and uh, do you know what Gav I think you've described it really really well that he's probably reached his limitation because he's been at Clemson for five years are we going to see much development from him Arg- arguably not but I've got him in that sort of round five round six grade where if a team does take a flyer on him I wouldn't be too upset but any any higher than that I think we're, I think it'd be I think we'd be uh, we'd be way out even his even his size is middle already six foot two hundred pounds. He's like he's like bang in the middle. He's not big. He's not small. He's not, you know, he's just he's just kind of very middle of the road. I think he's just very safe. He's a safe pick, right? You know, you're going to get five years of solid receiver play out of him. He's the UK Steelers podcast of receivers. Exactly. <laughs> no upside. <laughs> um, okay, cool. Who, who's next on the rotation? I've lost. I've lost. I'm track. totally lost. I've got. We've totally mm. gone just completely like a river delta and split well, into a million different ways. I went last, so I think it's Gav. Okay, who am I going to go with here? Well, there's a guy here that I know that you love, but I'll leave him for you. Okay. Uh, I think the guy that, that that kind of jumps out from from who we've got left, apart from the other guy, is um, Dwayne Eskridge of uh, Western mm. Michigan. I mean, this guy is just so spit. If he falls this part, this is the the last of the really truly explosive, speedy slot guys. I think with with amazing quick release, quick breaks on the field. Um, I think I think yeah, he's definitely my favourite of the day three speedy slot guys. Definitely uh, not that polished. Don't love his hands that much, um, and and had some like weaker opposition who he's playing against, but had, had a decent showing at the Senior Bowl. And I just think if you you know, you, this this kind of receiver is a high upside, opposite to Cornell Powell, massive upside, and um, he's a bit small, you know, five nine, one ninety, but I think you know he could be the kind of slot, vertical break guy that the Steelers, if if he's still there and they haven't gone wide receiver, they could definitely you know 
pick this guy. So this is one to watch. Yeah, from from what I understand, reading about him, he he did showed a lot at the senior bowl, um, route wise and stuff. That because obviously he's another guy that's just a deep guy, pure blazer, right? Pure um, go guy. So, but he showed a bit at the senior bowl that he could do a little bit more than that, right? Yeah, I like some of his breaks, some of his cuts and stuff are nice. I think he could, you know, his I think his tree, his his route tree could could expand for yeah. sure. Yeah, I, I kind of liked Wayne Eskridge. He's a former DB, right? He's And you, you hear about DBs and you kind of think, oh, he's got hands like bricks. But I, I like his hands. I'm not sure. Did, did you see a number of drops, Gav, that you, you were concerned with him? Yeah, I don't I don't see. I see kind of a few body catches and, you know, just a, not, not tough hands, not soft hands. I think you want really soft hands in the slot, which is where I want to put Eskridge. Yeah. Um, you want, you know, touch touch passes being caught with cricket hands, as you say, Dave, and I don't see cricket mm. hands. No, no, but it, it, what, it's what he offers you after the catch with him. I think it, it's, you know, he just, he, he goes, he's got, he's got a fantastic burst. I mean, there's one, I can't remember what tape it was, um, but he sort of, he pretty much catches maybe a yard behind the line of scrimmage and he's, he goes for 60, he just takes off. You know, it, it's, he's got a fantastic sort of sudden burst from from a standing start, which I really liked about him, um, but yeah, I, I wasn't overly high on him. I wasn't necessarily going to slap a sleeper tag on him, but um, I, I I liked him more than more than I think you guys did. I, I feel like he's pretty versatile. I feel like he's he's maybe a guy that could be used in, you know, maybe out of the slot. You know, he can be sort of a developmental kind of guy. Oh, don't get me wrong. I really like him, Dave. I think he's great. I think he's he's one of my favourite kind of later rounds guys. He's not quite a sleeper. I think he's a be- he's above a sleeper for me. Okay. I, I I would have put him as a sleeper. I I watched him before the senior bowl and I sort of put a little sleeper tag on him. But he got so much pop at the senior bowl. Could have you have to be in the sleeper tag then, don't you? Because too many people know about. Um, <laughs> he's almost like a poor man's Kadarius Tony in terms of his explosiveness. Just just put the ball in his hands and let him and let him work. I I've got him actually as probably potentially a day two pick, maybe round three. Okay. Yeah, I think he could. I think there's a chance he could. People fall in love with the speed. They always do. Yeah. I- I'm a sucker for that. <laughs> again, again, I got 28 yards per uh, per kick return. Even if he starts on special teams, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, okay, Mike. I'm sort of lost a little bit. Like, are we? Are we? <laughs> are we, are we looking, in terms of are we? Look, are we still looking at day three or uh, day three picks for the Steelers? Are we? Yeah. Yeah, or day th- guys in day three contention because I've got I've got more guys I wouldn't draft in day three than guys I would. So I don't know. Maybe you can go down the sort of negative route. No, that's fair. Um, oh, Grant, one guy I'll go. He, yeah, he's he's going to be a day three. Um, Wap failure from Indiana. Have any of you guys uh, have any of you guys seen him at all? Nope. No, I didn't. Oh, you're, you're on your own again. Got a lone wolf. There. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll start. I'll start off by. Um, the reason why he's called Wop because apparently as a child he was a big fan of Whopper Whopper burgers from Big Mac. Um, so it's not the Cardi B thing then. Well, that's WAP, Dave. Was oh, that WAP? Sorry, I do apologise. That stands Where? for something, but we'll talk about it after yeah. the show. Okay. <laughs> what, what, what would the O be? I don't know what the O would be in what. Anyway. Oh. Okay. Played the fifth. I think I'll say no more. <laughs> but again, he, he's one of those shifty slot receiver guys. Um, he'll make the first guy miss. Will get involved in run blocking, but it, it, he hasn't got the size for it. Um, 
he, he does had Indiana he did get uh, it's certainly the latter part of 2020 he got the ball quite a lot I think one of his final games he ended up with about 18 18 receptions um so he's one where if if, if we're if we're fighting for the player in the middle of day three let's take a flyer on let's take a flyer on this guy um but as I say I'm the only one who's seen him so I can't say too much <laughs> That's okay. I like that he. I like the Whopper tag. Big fan I mean, of that. That's worthy of drafting you. Yeah. What is? Yeah, I like that. I'm Does he bring much it. much whoop? Um, no. He's five eleven one eighty five. So he's 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 not he's not going to be a big. He's not a big body guy at all. He's again in that sort of shifty receiver role where someone can just. You know, someone who moved the chains in the middle of the field, look for space. He's not going to stick on the outside and be a blazer, but he's just shifty enough to to keep defenders honest. Okay. Okay. Um, now, Dave, is your go? I got I got quite a few more guys that I don't mind going through. But have you got anyone you want to? No, if it, I'm I'm sort of running low. I'm on sort of my I'm getting to all my deep sleepers now. So. Yeah, that, yeah, that's fine. I, I got the sense we were getting there, so maybe it's better we just run through them at this point. Okay, I think. Um, Gav, I'll talk about the guy I think you were going to mention earlier that you wanted to because I think I blew I blew my load with him last week a little bit. Um, now I wanted to go into this. I've actually got two guys. That I was like, oh, I could go sleeper on either of these guys. Um, yeah, man, is your red star yet? Have you said? I'm still thinking about a red star. We've de- whoever it is, we've spoke about him already. I'm going to circle back. To him. Okay. <laughs> I got two guys in my mind. That I'm like, yeah. um, okay. So yes, Simi Fehoko at Stanford. Um, I yeah, like. I spoke about him last week right, when we were talking about the QB out of Stanford um, and he just jumped out on tape because I think I watched a UCLA game where he just absolutely blew up. Um, it's just the size speed with him. He, again, I, I think he's probably not the guy the Steelers are go for because you know we have Claypool, we have the six foot four receiver. Um, but this dude is six foot four and he just beats guys deep, just straight up, like just off the line of scrimmage, great release, great suddenness, and just beats them deep. Plays strong, defenders cannot stop him from getting where he wants to go. Um, you know, PFF calls him a, a, a smaller, a very small DK Metcalf, and he jokes about that himself on Twitter. If you go look at him, he, he posts like pictures of him looking a little bit jacked, but not as jacked as DK Metcalf is, and he's like, <laughs> like budget DK. Um, and it's true, but but he plays as physical as DK Metcalf. Uh, he's nowhere near as polished, but um, just not afraid to just lower the shoulder and punish puny defenders is what I wrote down. He just he just demolishes dudes. Um, really nice catch uh, ball skills. Bloody nice ball skills to be fair. Some fancy boy catches in there as well. Some real highlight tape kind of catches. Um, very high effort guy. Very high IQ guy. Stanford guy, of course. Um, and it stood out to tape immediately. Was was. Um, he, he's just the, the kind of guy that if we didn't have Claypool on the team, I would be pounding the table for. We do. I won't say sadly because I'm very glad we have Chase Claypool, but um, you know I would be banging the table for this dude. Otherwise, I, he's leaving college too early. He, I, I don't know why he didn't stay. Uh, I get that guys are eager to come to the NFL. I think he's the kind of guy that could have seen his draft stock you know, rise a lot if he'd have stayed in college and had a productive season next year, but... Because he's not a developed route runner, he is very early in his, his his process, but he's just head and shoulders above people he's playing against at that level. So, uh, excited me a lot. I'm interested to hear what you think of him, Gav. Could you imagine if the Steelers did have him and Claypool? That <laughs> would be awesome. I mean, that it's almost worth drafting him just to, to imagine the, the the amount of the space you generate 
right the way down the pitch with these two burners either side and just size speed freaks why don't teams do that let's do it yeah let's do it I'm back on board you've convinced me let's take him and the the deep threat cricket hands that's (laughs) just the crazy catches that the way he tracks the ball that's it yeah yeah the the, the unique running style where he's kind of leaning forward looking like he wants to kind of ram man people with his like crazy hair flowing he's got like it's just style a, a unique character to his play yeah, uh, he's pretty raw. Like he is raw, like you say. But he's got the intriguing natural takes traits. Just could could just be a real weapon, and someone's going to get. I think I I think he's going to develop more, and I think someone's going to get a steal. And and something just remind his play style just reminds me of the Tasmanian Devil. I don't know. That's just me. <laughs> Yeah, well, he will. You can slap the sleeper tag on him. I hope he remains a sleeper. You know, I hadn't even heard of him until. Is that, I... is that your sleeper? Yeah, it will be. I I hope he remains a sleeper. Your sleeper. <laughs> Gav coming at us with the uh, the drops today. Uh, yeah, I hope he stays a sleeper. I hope people don't get. Well, you know, I hope he gets his due. But you know, at the same time, I hope uh, I can claim victory on this when he uh, when he breaks out. You can own him. You can own him. You, you, you highlighted him to me first, and I watched him specifically because you mentioned him. And I, I, I really like what I saw. Uh, anyone else watch uh, See Me? No, no, I haven't seen him. Can, sorry, I haven't got many uh, differences to what you said. I, I think he had a, he was guilty of a couple of drops, but yeah, he, he he can be a bit of a bully on the outside, can't he? Yeah, yeah. Just I just love physical dudes. You know, that's why I like Seychelles. And then watching a guy of this size with his speed, just. Like, like I said, I wrote down just <laughs> demolishes puny defenders. <laughs> it's like it watching seems to Godzilla. Make yeah, yeah, yeah. And he just seems to make those catches. Do you know those catches like like um like we're talking about the inside slot guys that just falling down onto the floor kind of catches. He makes yeah. those yeah. like thirty yards downfield. Yeah, just crazy catches. Absolutely, yeah, love I like that. I'm excited to see yeah. where he goes. Hopefully, it's not the Patriots. Okay. Um, the other guy that I was kind of I watched him and I thought oh maybe this is more of a because I think he is a deeper sleeper than than even Fahoko but um, is and I'm going to struggle with this Josh Imotobabe <laughs> Imotobabe Imotobabe thank you Imotobabe Imotobabe at Illinois um, now this dude is probably even more of a developmental project I think very very raw but oh boy the body control when he's in the air I mean, it's funny, right? Because I actually wrote down before I saw this this viral video of him. I'd never heard of him. I didn't know he had a viral video. I wrote down, it looks like he's levitating at times. And then it turns out he has this like viral video of him five years ago when he was like, I think he was still in high school, uh, at a Nike training camp. And for, for, for some context, the record for the vertical leap in the NFL combine is 46 inches. And he jumped 47.1 inches in this in this vertical leap at this night training camp when he's like 17 and he literally floats in the air he, he levitates for like a good second i don't know if have you do you see this mike when you watched if, you, if you've seen him yeah it's it's athletic contested catches is the first thing that i've seen it's um wild mm. i mean it, it, sorry it's a, shame, it's a shame the quarterback play at illinois was awful that's yeah. one of the things I've, I've sort of mentioned because he he was at usc and then transferred um i've, I've got him middle of day three as a as a player who in the right system, yeah, he's got he's got a chance of being a weapon. Yeah. What was that? Oops. Sorry, that was uh, it was me saying I totally agree because uh, as far as I'm concerned, he's he, I've got four, I'm afraid, but he's one of mine. 
is a, he is a downfield perimeter warrior, and he's one of my. I've got four sleepers, and he's Hang one on of them. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. You're allowed four sleepers. I thought no, you had one. I, I, I couldn't separate them, and I, since you brought him up, and in in the same breath as uh, Pacoco, I'm 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 gonna tag him because he, he is. <laughs> He's just a tough mother. Isn't he? The toughness of the the contested get the, the way he fights for the ball, he high points like you say the verticals, the ups. I mean, this guy would be a solid immediate third or fourth receiver who could develop into a terrifying starting X receiver if he refines his game. I mean, he's got a nice release, a decent enough speed for for his size. I mean, six two 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 fifteen, but he's just an explosive action packed player. The, the kind that you don't necessarily find this this deep in the draft. So I, I just think he's he's definitely one to watch. Yeah, and and I just want to know if you're having four sleepers, I'm having him as a sleeper too. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I thought we were banning that, but okay. Um, I think we banned. I think you've got to have one red star. I think you can be a tiny bit looser with your with okay. your sleepers. Okay, <laughs> we're creeping in. We have pink stars before we know it. Um, yeah, I, I'm totally with you, dude. He's just I, 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 I just I'm imagining a quarterback, right? This mythical quarterback who's like a, a tall dude who only throws the ball like six foot off the air. Well, well, tall, eight foot off the air, right? off the off the ground. Sorry. Um, nobody else can reach that, and he's going to reach it. And if you just keep the ball there, you just just go down the field all day long, just throwing the ball so high that nobody can get there apart from Josh Emoto Baby. Oh. And Jamie Newman. Yeah, there you go. But but unfortunately, he might hit the ground half the time. Um, yeah, burn, burn. as a developmental project, dude, this is the guy that I would love. Pick him up in the sixth round. T- you know, off we go. Happy as Larry that we've got that developmental guy to sit behind the guys we have. You can't, you can't teach what he's got. You can't find what he's got. I mean, it's it's rare talent and you know rare traits, and and that's what the draft's about, right? It's not always about seeing things on tape and thinking let's have that. It's about seeing traits or or, or things that you can mould. He's he's a he's a mouldable piece of clay, I think. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I mean, I've still got. There's still a few guys that I think are going to go above. We're kind of reaching. Sleeper territory, and I still think there's some guys that the Steelers shouldn't draft or should avoid, but are going to go on day three. Do you want to talk about those, or do you yeah. just want to skip those guys? Well, no, yeah. There's, there's one that's been actually linked to the Steelers recently, or, or they said they had a virtual meeting, and that's Anthony Schwartz of Auburn. Um, did you watch any of him? Uh, uh, nope, not seen him. Mike, did you see him, Dave? Yeah, just trying to find uh, what I've got in him now. See, this, is what, this, why we, for me. this is why we got Mike. He's like uh, seen everyone under the sun. There's not a receiver in the country that Mike hasn't watched. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? Do you know what? Just, just very quick, um, Gab, before you mentioned Schwartz. I was thinking that there about, okay, have I got enough receivers done? And I had about 37 done. And then I was sort of going, okay, have I missed anyone really big? I realized I hadn't scouted Jalen Waddle yet. <laughs> <laughs> Just, yeah, I, you I, just kind of gloss over those guys, don't you? Because they are, oh, well, yeah, yeah, I know I already know all about them. And then you realise you haven't actually properly watched their tape. Yeah, because I started on senior bowl guys and then the ones who, like like Bateman, who didn't play, you know he's going through and then realised that like, Waddle's the last player I've scouted in my wide receiver so far. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I've seen Schwartz. I, I've got him day three. What about you, Go? I think he probably is day three and I think that's because of the speed, right? But... I, I I didn't particularly like his skill set. I mean, he's, I mean, he does line up all over, and you do see him in like the jet sweeps. But he's not a gadget gadget guy. I mean, he's got he's got good burst and release off the line, and he's kind of urgent with the ball in his hands. He gets he catches the ball, and he just wants to get upfield. Um, 
but it's just getting the ball in his hands is going to be the issue. He's just got no no roots running skills at all or cuts. And I think he's I think I'm right in saying he was like a almost kind of you know national track guy. It's just super yeah. quick, just absolute raw speed. But I, I'm not sure that translates. I don't know. I, I I really hope the Steelers don't draft him. I just think this is. I mean, I know they you know they had Darius Hayward Bay on the team, and they, they got you know they they got much more out of him than the Raiders did, and you know the Steelers would never draft this kind of prospect in as early as the Raiders did with with him. But I just I I think there's better prospects that you could do more with, and I, I don't know I don't know if you feel different. No, I'm in agreement. Um, and one of the things that concerned me, especially with with sort of wide receivers that we want to target, is the first two games I watched, he fumbled. He fumbled in each game. He fumbled against George and fumbled against Arkansas. So that did really worry me. Of okay, you, we, we've seen issues with our own wide receivers and and putting the ball on the ground. Do we really want to get a guy who's who's got examples of that in 2020 as well? I'm not so sure. You know, and it'll just sure. remind me of them. Oh, Gondo. With Schwartz, you know, he is fast, and there's no doubt. But it's like he's playing with a jetpack on. He's he's he is fast. But I've got him down as a pure athlete. I it's I don't know how recently he's come into into the game, but it it feels like he's still he's still learning. This there's a lot of development to to do because like like you're saying, the the ball skills just aren't there. It's you know if there's someone near him, if he's got a contested catch, there's the chances are he's not coming down with it. It's he's got well, I'd say zero toughness, but you just don't see it. There's there's nothing about him, no physicality about him to go and get it. So yeah, I, I'd like to say I've got him down as pretty much a pure athlete. He's, he's there's no doubt about it. He's he's quick and he can move his feet fast, but is he a football player? I've got doubts about it at the moment, just from what I've watched. Sounds like we all have. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, I was just going to make a joke that it, it also his name reminds me too much of Spaceballs. So I, I just don't want to, every time to be thinking of you got the Schwartz, but uh, maybe that's a reference <laughs> no one gets. Um, so you, you didn't watch him, right, Si? No, sadly. Okay, so there's two other guys that I think are in this range before we get onto our sleepers. Um, I'll just quickly gloss over them. Uh, Marquez Stevenson of, of Houston and and Shai Smith. What do you, you, do, you, do anyone feel strongly about either of these guys? I've I've got Sorry, Dave, go on, sorry. No, go. I've I've got Shai Smith down as my deep sleeper. I thought it'd be kind of a kind of a deep sleeper. Okay, Dave. Sell me. He's he's tough. Yeah, he's he's that slot guy. You know, it would I think if we were to take a if Steelers to take a a slot guy, it'd be higher up. But if you want a guy who's Maybe working behind and uh, as a rotational sort of guy. I, I think Shai Smith's the dude. You know, he's, he's a he's a, a solid. Uh, you know, works solidly in the in the run game. Solid blocker. You know, he's, he makes those sort of tough contested catches over the middle. Um, I mean, there's a few sort of uh, not say question marks over his hands, but he, there's a few concentration drops that were a bit concerning, but. At the same time, there's there's some really good ones. You know, it's a bit a bit like the sort of feeling when you get with DJ that he can make those really good catches, and then ones that are sort of simple. Like there's one that sticks out my mind with Shai Smith. There's one that was a pretty much a nailed on touchdown, and he's it's just gone through his hands and hit him with just a dull thud in the chest. You know, it's it's it, it was a bit that sort of raised a bit of a red flag. But then at the same time, there's there's some really impressive catches going on. You know, he's I mean he's undersized. He's five ten and one eight six. He's a he's he's a, he's not the biggest uh, in terms of height. 
Is he five ten? I thought he was six one. I had a bit. I don't know. Maybe he is. I know. Five ten. Oh right. I've got him as five ten. Yeah, five ten. That's PFF shooting me in the foot again. Thanks, Gav. You know, he's 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 pretty scrappy, right? You know, just for for his size, he strikes me as kind of a scrappy guy. You know, sometimes when you see him blocking and he's he's almost getting into fights with with the with the sort of with the the DBs, just sort of I don't know, maybe words are exchanged. I don't know, but you just see him as that sort of scrappy sort of guy who's not scared of getting someone's face, um, which I, I really like about him. Um, but the hands were a little bit of a red, bit of a red flag. But like I say, maybe he's in that sort of DJ way of things that this sort of concentration drops. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I'd pinned him as, as a as a quite a deep sleeper. Maybe he's not quite as deep as I thought he was. Yeah, I, I, it's I, funny, Dave. I've got all. Go on, sir. Go on. Oh, I, was, I was just going to say, I, I'm with you, Dave. I thought the exact same thing with the the catches where I kept desperately wanting to like him because he makes some really impressive, strong-handed catches like uh, away from his body um you know with really strong hands but yeah yeah then he just makes stupid drops that just i was like oh dude i'm trying to like you um mm. uh, he was another guy that i went and watched you talk about being a sleeper because uh it was the other guy as well as daz newsome that steel city replied as one of his dudes um he said he's not as natural as daz newsome but showed that he could be and had a great senior ball um yeah, it actually makes more sense now that I know he's five five. Was he five ten, five eleven? You said, yeah, five ten. That makes a lot more sense because I was saying like he looks, uh, he looks a lot shiftier for for a guy that's quite tall. So yeah, it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> These opponents he's playing are really big as well. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I, um, I, 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 with his sort of lack of height, he, he sort of maybe with his with his sort of extra physicality that he's got, he sort of uses it to his detriment at times. He's, he's pushing off the guys a lot, and maybe you know that's going to draw. It drew a lot of flags in in college. I don't know what his sort of um, the sort of stat was on how many flags he drew, but you, you can see him a lot of times. He's really pushing off guys in the NFL. That's not really that's not going to fly. He's going to get flagged straight away on those sort of things. Mm. Um, that, that was that was another red flag on him. But like you say, you try really hard to like him. There's a lot to like, but then there's just these red flags keep popping up. Yeah, and at the sixth round, you expect it. But again, it's another one of these guys where I was like, like what he does. Other guys do it a lot better. Uh, uh, yeah. but, but at a higher cost so you know I, I've got to say I, I really don't like him okay <laughs> no. tell us about it now. Uh, I, I, and it's weird David we've got almost completely opposite scam reports I've got him as a speed guy with ball skills but with I mean I, I did see a few drops but I just kind of put I wrote that off as just concentration drops like you say I, I actually liked his ball skills thought he attacked the ball well and I thought he's, he's a good route runner of limited routes so he's not got a massive route tree but what he does do he does well and he makes some good catches over the middle, but I've I've got him down as as being not physical at all either either in blocking or at the catch point and and just think he goes down way too easy at contact just gets absolutely tossed around and just gets diverted and thrown and flipped and I was just watching him just lose all the time so maybe, maybe I don't know maybe I was watching 2019 tape and he's got tougher I don't know but that's maybe. that's an interesting we've got totally different opinions of him. I think we're both we're both got to go back to the back to the. I'm seeing a little bit of what both of you are saying because Dave, I saw some catches like like I was saying. I think that's more to do with his ball skills, like you were saying, Gav. I think he does have strong ball skills. The problem is that he, he gets bullied before he catches the ball. I don't know if there's a distinction there between what you two are talking about, but he he does get bullied. He's got very strong hands. There's a lot of times where he's he's being shoved out of bounds, and he's got you can see he's got a tight grip. You know, he's he's got you know. Yeah. Got very strong hands, but yeah, maybe he, he does get shoved about a little bit. But I, I didn't see it enough to be a, a sort of a, a concern, really. 
Mike, where do you sit? Um, I had him middle of day, middle of day three. Um, there are areas I liked in terms of if you wanted to utilize him, he's he's, he's limited in terms of um, you know, I've got him down as a ding and dunk receiver, someone who'll just make a couple of yards and isn't afraid of big hits, which makes me think if he does, if he does end up as a starter in the NFL he's going to end up with these hospital passes from quarterbacks because I think the quarterback play at South Carolina was terrible as well, which didn't put him in the best position. So he got banged around a bit. Yeah, in, in route running, contact was an issue. Um, getting him off his routes and timing was a bit was a bit of a concern. So, I, yeah, um, round six, something like that is probably round five is probably a fair show for, for Shoy Smith. Okay. So, oh yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of undecided, Dave. We'll come back to that. To be decided. Mm. Yeah. Can't come to a consensus. That's the first one where we've had a really strong disagreement, I think. Um, interesting. Um, and any other guy I've got in this range before we hit our sleepers? Mark F. Stevenson. Anyone got any strong feelings? Injury concerns, firstly. Collarbone in 2016, and, and I think he tore his ACL in 2017. So mm. just it, just one of those things you always think about when you're evaluating, isn't it? Yeah. I like him, though. I like, his, I like the prospect. Kind of speedy slot guy, good hands, good change of direction. He kind of will separate, but he gets open through pace. And um, I think he could be a good return man, big play guy. But yeah, he's not a polished receiver. But you could you could take a late round flyer on him and hope that the injuries don't don't rear up. I I actually preferred him ahead of Shy Smith, but maybe I'm too down on Shy Smith. No, I I agree with you. I I had him ahead of Shy Smith as well. I had him as as one who might look probably around four. Early part of day three is probably where I'd where I'd um, ride with him, like you say, lightning quick. Um, I think I think he's got a little bit of wiggle to create separation, but one of the biggest issues I had is is contacting the route in in route running. It really sets him off. There's a there's a really there's a real issue there. But if if he if he can get separation, yeah, he's a flyer. He could go. So are you watching? Uh, no, I, I didn't. He was he was he'd rated lower on the, where I was looking, so I didn't get to. Him. Okay. Right, is that us? Is that are we into our sleepers? Uh, I don't. It's hard to say who's a sleeper and who's not. I wanted to mention a couple now, like Des, Fitz, Des Fitzpatrick, who we spoke about when we talked about the Senior Bowl. Um, he looked great at the Senior Bowl. Um, I, I think he doesn't have a, a massive ceiling. I think he's a, a kind of a safer guy you'd get in the later know, rounds. Man. You think he's got he's a massive one of my ceiling? Sleepers. Really? I, I think he's Des Catch Magic. Yeah, That's there is. He, yeah, <laughs> he but he doesn't. A, he's a catch okay. specialist, man. Go on, sorry, go on. No, I, agree. Go. I totally agree with what you're saying. I think he's great, good size, long arms, big legs, you know, good enough speed, uh, very smooth route runner. He's like natural in all those things, but um, I, 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 he, he doesn't show that upside. He like tops out at like a 75 out of 100 on everything, and, and I don't see him going anywhere further. But, but I loved him at senior ball. I thought he, what, he, what he did was 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 what he's going to do in the NFL, which is play that, that third receiver role and play it very well for a number of years. You know he's not going to catch the ball and make long strides off it. He doesn't. He's not a twitchy athlete or anything like that, which is why I'm saying I don't think he has massive upside. But um, who knows? Maybe we didn't see a lot of him. He played second fiddle, right, at, at Louisville to uh, Atwell. So I, I just think you know what 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 is the the first thing you want receivers to do? Catch the ball. Uh, and he does and that. Their ankle. <laughs> <laughs> he does. He catches the ball as good as anyone. Better yes, than most. I, I agree. Right. And and he 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 makes plays on the ball like a bullhawk in safety, like he's he, he like the ball that an errant pass 
who is, is sailing straight to a defensive back, and he'll zip in front of the guy and make the catch. He's a good physical route runner, um, but he's just not an athlete. He's, he's, he's a later rounds guy due to not being an amazing athlete and not amazing with the ball in his hands. You know, once he's caught the ball, he won't get you much. He'll get you one or two yards at best. But with with, with pro coaching, I think he could develop into a, a technical receiver and, you know, at, at, at catching the ball, he is elite, I think. So I, I think his, his absolute ceiling could be a third down weapon like Cooper Cup. You know, some, a guy that just... You need you need nine yards. You get nine yards. He catches the ball. Yeah, you know? he, Make, makes windows bigger than they are. So he could, if he ends up with a, a, a quarterback that's struggling like Tua, he could he could really help a, a quarterback who's who's struggling to to find, you know, wide open receivers because he he's he's open when he's closed. So that that is that is a skill that I think is worth taking a flyer on. So that's why he's one of my sleepers. So I'm not going to give him the tag because we've all given our tags out, but he's he's one of them. I, I really like him at the end. Of the draft, yeah, I, I really like him too. He was, he was one of my sort of potential sleepers. Um, yeah, I, yeah, he, he gets like I say, he, he gets open. You know, he just he finds that whether he finds that soft spot or he just he's sort of um, in that sort of wily sort of guy who just knows knows where to be. You know, um, like you say, he's, he's not the he's not the the best athlete, but I, I feel like he's got a he's got a, a reachable. A fairly high ceiling. He's not like the highest ceiling, but he's he's got a he's got room to work in. Um, but as as a guy catching the ball, he's, I'd say he's probably one of the best in in the group. He just he just he's got great hands. Love love his hands. Um, cricket hands, as I go on about. But <laughs> but catch I, magic, I, man. You heard it here first. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I thought he was actually fairly physical after the catch at times. He showed times when he could be he could be pretty physical and, and breaking tackles at times you know not, he didn't really raise as a red flag to me he's physical no he is physical he, 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 you know he'll dive forward for a couple of yards I'm, i just meant he's not a rat guy you know he's not he's not going to get you you know he's not never going to get you know he's not a space guy he's not going to get the right. ball in his hands and make people miss him he's, he's just going to fight for a couple of yards but sure. i think that's his role you know? sure. i think that's all i meant when i said he didn't have a super high ceiling it's just that that is what he's going to do in the NFL, and I don't see him going any further than that. And that's not a bad thing. That's just, you know, when I'm looking in these six rounds, I'm I'm kind of talking about these guys like the Emotobebes and the the semi semi focos and and the, you know the guys that are developmental projects because they have things you can't teach. I think this guy's learnt it all, but I, I don't know where he's going to go from where he is. Um, that's my only thing. But I, lo- I love I love what he does. What he does is great. I just think who was the guy that I felt this way about last year? Was it like Van Jefferson or? You um, love Van Jefferson. He was he was more of a route runner, wasn't he? Route yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it was a similar thing where him. he had the technique, he had the technical abilities, and I just didn't know if it would go much further. And that, it's kind of a similar thing. Well, we'll see. We'll see with Van Jefferson and, and Matt Stafford. We'll see how that uh, that plays out. Could we could well have better uh, better season. Uh, right. So I've got I've got two more guys, okay. and then I'm done. And who else is, has anyone got loads of guys they want to get through? I've got one, but I've got, got three ahead. and one or two. Simon, then you're up. You got one more. Okay, I'll go with the guy that I like the most out of the three guys that I've got left. Probably a borderline draftable guy, which is Dax Milne at BYU. Um, this was again brought up to me by Steel City, who came to me with three dudes. So thank you to him. Um, one of these guys who again isn't going to be super athletic, but I, partially the beneficiary of Zach Wilson. He was also his roommate apparently at BYU. Um, he made a lot of big plays, seems like a really high football IQ guy, very precise route runner, he's very polished, ready to play that role in the NFL, I think. Um, 
very high effort, got great concentration of ball tracking ability. He catches balls over his shoulder. You can just see the focus on his eyes, and I like that. Um, and he's beating guys that are clearly more athletic than him, which, you know, I think about a guy like um, Cole Beasley does that a lot, right? You sometimes wonder how he's Cole Beasley on the field, and it's because he does stuff like this. Um, consistently makes the first man miss, though, even though he's not super athletic. He, 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 I think that's an effort thing, to be honest, more than anything. There's guys, I think... Guys are looking at him sometimes and thinking, oh, I can take him down with the first hit. And he just he just sidesteps him and then goes for a touchdown. He benefits from that a lot. And I think he got a lot of yardage and production as a result of just putting that extra little bit of effort in. Um, and, and ended up with like a 1,200-yard season and eight touchdowns in 2020, which is a lot for a guy you don't hear anything of. Um, I think he's a late-round guy. I think I think his effort and his, his um, tenacity will, will make him a special teams guy as well early on. And then hopefully you can find a way to use him in the offense a little bit. Uh, maybe it's like a kind of guy who ends up being like a safety blanket for a QB in the slot or something. But um, I just like what he does. And I like his effort and I thought he was a a good guy to take in the sixth or seventh round. So what's his school? I, I, I haven't watched a, a down this, of football. What's his school? Was, what's his... This was BYU. He was Zach Wilson's roommate. Oh yeah, BYU. And what's his uh, size weight? He's 6'1", 210. Um, okay. kind of a kind of an average build, average athletically, but um, I just think very polished and he's kind of a, a student of the game kind of guy, you know, who focuses more on technique than than natural ability. I have to check him out. Anyone else seen him? No. Yeah, I, I'd mirror a lot what you said. Sorry. Um, very quick feet, but not being like a, a long distance sprint guy. Just the sort of guy who will make the sort of receptions in the middle of the field, get you the first down. And keep the chains moving, sort of thing. It, it's it's he's, he's got some skill set, but he hasn't got anything that he's he's inc- incredible at. It's not like a jumping off the jumping off the tape. And I was watching him, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I think he gets drafted, but it'll be late. And if he doesn't, yeah. he'll be a guy who makes a team because he's uh, he'll play on special teams and, he, and he'll come in with that kind of tenacity in every every game and every well through training camp, I suppose, to try and make a team. And someone will fall in love with him. So you know, he'll be a he'll be one of those guys. Cool. So I've got two more guys. I've got one I think Dave's going to bring up, and if I'll be disappointed if he hasn't seen him, so I'll leave <laughs> him for Dave. But the other guy I like, and he's the, the problem with him is uh, red, red character flag. I mean, it's not real character issues, but he's transferred twice, once from Virginia Tech, once from Ball State, and he ended up playing at Mizzou. So I don't know why that is, and it's a bit weird, and it makes you think is he a bad locker room guy. But apart from that, Damon Hazelton, six two two fifteen catch point separator it's just a massive big play threat huge catch radius with good hands just like an absolute separation villain and you're getting you're getting this kind of separation this late in the draft so sign me up for Demon hazelton um and he's also out of the, the sort of four guys i've got down here at the sleeper he's a kind of shiftier so he, he's kind of shifty for his size um which is a plus so he's, he's not got top end speed but he, he kind of got a long stride covers a lot of ground um I'd like him to toughen up and play a bit a bit more physical. He's maybe not as physical as I'd like. And then there's just a transfer issue with, with the character. But yeah, Damon Hazelton, I, I, I really like him. I think he could be he could be a kind of baller that you pick up. You know, maybe even goes undrafted. I don't know. But he, I, I liked him. You guys seen him? No, I haven't. Nope, haven't seen him either. Oh, we've defeated Whoa. Mike. I've got my first one. <laughs> okay. Who's next? Shall I see if, I've, if I'm correct in your uh, in your guess, Gav? Go on. Uh, Trevon Grimes. 
Oh, no. But I do like yeah. him. But yeah, it's not the one I was that's expecting. What, that's one of the guys I've got left, so go on, Dave. He's um, out of Florida, right? He was at uh, Ohio, transferred to Florida. Um, 6'4", 218. He's a big body dude. And, you know, natural um, sort of big big target, right? He's a big red zone threat. But he, he's sort of, he's used in a, not necessarily a situation, but he's got, he's sort of worked, worked himself into a bit of a rut of a one-trick pony that he's the go-up-and-get-it guy just because of his size, sort of along the sideline, you know, he, he's worked himself into that sort of situation with Florida. But I don't think that's all he can do. I think he's got a lot more to to offer. I mean, he's not that he's not athletic. He's probably distinctly average in his athleticism. He's not fast or, or sort of um, nimble in his movement, which you wouldn't expect from a six four guy. Um, but he's got he, he does have that sort of big play potential in in the red zone. You know, sort of being that red zone threat. Which I really like about him, and, he, and he's he, the other thing I like about him is he's, he's a he's a high effort guy. He he's a guy that he seems to really love playing the game, and whether that's with the ball in his hands or not, he, he he's you can see the the sort of enthusiasm in working in the run game, blocking guys. I, I really like that about him. Um, so I was I was tempted to stick a a sleeper tag on him, but I didn't in the end. But no, I really like him. I think uh, Grimes is a really interesting case, Dave, because he, like you say, he's that big-bodied guy, but he was a five-star recruit coming out of, out of high school, right? Yeah. Which is, yeah. you don't see too many of those guys that sink down to this level. Um, so th- that was very interesting. And then he played at Ohio State for one year and then was, but wasn't getting any opportunities. So he moved to Florida, then only to, again, not really progress. And then Kadarius Tony was there. and So he was still playing kind of second fiddle. And then he ended up carving out this niche, as you say, as like a red zone weapon and a, and a big dude who can go up and get it, but never really managed to produce consistently. You know, he has mm. all the traits, but never developed or emerged, you know. And you, you said about high effort. I, I actually had some questions, that, like Gav did last year week about someone, about his body language. I don't know if it was just me. I, after some plays, he just looked a bit, uh, like he wasn't too... Okay. A bit beaten down, but that could be totally uh, just the things that I saw. It might not be a consistent trend. That's totally not analytical, but... Yeah, like you said, he carved out that role. He was he was an attra- he has a very attractive profile. You know, he runs in the four fours with that size. I mean, I think you may be underselling his athleticism a little bit. I think he's uh, he's got it in spades, which is why he was a five star guy coming out. He's just never put it all together. Um, and it, so so th- I think if you're looking at him in the sixth round or something, I don't know if he falls that far. Maybe I don't know. I'm not quite sure where it'll go. But um, this is a guy that that you know maybe he just suddenly unlocks this this next level to his game. But, that's the big question mark with a guy like him. You know, where is it? Where is that next level that was expected when he was coming out of high school? But um, if he ever unlocks it, then he could be a dangerous weapon because he's a very big body, very good at the catch point, just needs to find that production and that will to to carve out more than just a small niche for himself. Yeah, I sort of pinned him in that sort of, um, who was it? Uh, sort of big, big slot guy, a bit like uh, Sage Sharat, just sort of that big almost like a big slot, like almost like a small tight end. I put me in that sort of mould. Yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I think I think that you, you, if you had him and Fahoko on the board, you'd be thinking, I think Fahoko's got more chance of boom and Grimes has got more chance of bust. That That's my risk with him. I think, yeah. you know, I think he's a risky pick, but I, I like him and I, I do like the potential and the size and everything. But yeah, that, that, that's the concern with him. I think that's why he's he's fallen down on our board so hot so so far uh mike who's who you got someone 
Deep sleeper. Um, yeah, Jonathan Adams. <laughs> I blew you up. Jonathan Adams. Arkansas State. Has anyone had a chance to see him yet? No. Yeah, I'm surprised Arkansas State's tape isn't uh, higher on the priority list, gents. <laughs> <laughs> I've no, I don't can't think of anyone else who went, but he. he He's a guy that really jumped out to me as he, he's limited in what he can do. He's an outside receiver, but the contested catches and he absolutely explodes out of his shoes. Uh, the elevation he gets in his jumps is phenomenal. I can't wait to see what his numbers are, the whatever combine or his pro day that he does. Um, has another gear as well going deep so can separate. Struggles a little bit off the line, I thought, that initial burst to uh, to separate against Hansi, Hansi cornerbacks. But he's got a few physical traits where... He's tough. He's physical. Get him. Get him contested catches. Why? He's he's quick enough and big enough to make plays. So he was one. Yeah, we're, we're we are talking middle of day three, but quite liked him. Cool. That's one I have to watch. I think you're a lone star there. I'm hearing that a lot. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you're here, Mike. Right. Okay. We're back round. Sorry. Who you got next? The, the only guy I'd left that I think we've not spoke about was uh, Tamari and Terry. Another scary Terry. We've got too many of these in the league soon. Um, from Florida State, I very quickly looked at him just because again he's another one of these big vertical X receiver kind of guys, six foot four. Um, he had a very impressive twenty nineteen, which I think is what put him on the radar for a lot of people. Um, but upon watching him, I was kind of a little down on him. Um, his production did fall off a cliff this year. Uh, very simplistic in his route tree. Looks stiff. Uh, again. As we spoke about with uh, Williams out of Auburn and uh, Nico Collins earlier, I-, I think we have Claypool for this role. So I wasn't super, but I just wondered if anyone else had seen him or saw anything out of him. I haven't seen him. He had a knee nope. op in, was it last year? Right. So he, he he played like three games, I think, or something, and then had a knee operation. Or am I wrong? Uh, I don't know. So there's a bit of an injury concern, I think. I, I did, That's one of the few things I'd written down about him. So, maybe I didn't I didn't I didn't see it if it was but yeah I, okay um he, he played he played he played both years I don't know if he missed he didn't miss any time from what I can see but um okay yeah okay that's fine I just wanted to mention it in case anyone had any other thoughts but yeah I think Claypool fits that role for us okay so we're on to my final deep sleeper I can't believe Dave didn't bring you up and I, I can't believe no one else brought him up I feel like uh, slightly privileged to have him this late uh, Marlon Williams UCF Jesus. Anyone seen this guy? No. Okay. Yeah. Very oh, physical. The hawk. Yeah. He's an unworthy hawk because, of course, Mike, you've seen him. He's, <laughs> he's unbelievable, isn't he? Mm-hmm. You're getting... Okay, so six foot, 222 pounds, and is is he Vince Williams' little brother playing wide receiver? I don't know. He could be. <laughs> like, he's... Uh, like if if uh, Joss Imato BB is your downfield perimeter warrior, this guy is your seam inside warrior. Like a real tough guy, like thick lower body, like you haven't seen on any wide receiver ever. Like he's got legs like a running back, those thick thighs, but he's got good hands and he wins at the catch points and gets tough yards after the catch. And he's so physical at the catch point. There's there's catch there's catches where you worry he's going to burst the ball. He catches it so hard, you know. He just like slams his hands like he's got the crab hands I've talked about before, the lobster hands. He's a little slow, but he gets up to speed, and I just, I just enjoyed his film, and it's so much fun. He's like, he's like a, a bowling ball wide receiver, which you don't see so many. I'm going to get so many sound drops from Marlon Williams. But um, Dave, have you not seen him? 
I haven't no. I, I feel oh, man, I feel bad that I've missed it now. You will love Marlon Williams. Get on the tape when we finish. UCF. Oh, well, I've just seen that his player comp on PFF is James Washington. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. He's like a maxed out. Like if you, you know, if you put James Washington into Madden, Madden and just like boosted his strength bar up, so he, his all his muscles grew. That's, that, that's James, James Washington is country strong, Gav. <laughs> this guy, this guy is. I mean, he plays for UCF, but he should be in the, you know, UFC. He's tough. <laughs> How long have you been working that one? You've been <laughs> no, working no, on that no, one for a while. Dome, man, that was freestyle. <laughs> Uh, that was good. Thanks. Okay, so you, I'm you, out. I'm done. You've intrigued me. I want to go watch him. That's a good one. Okay, cool. Is, is anyone else you want to bring up, Mike? I know you probably got about 85 other dudes written down. Yeah, but I, I, I won't. The only, the last one I mentioned is Warren Jackson from Colorado State, um, and the only reason is his length is phenomenal, and he's six foot six, and his footwork's decent. He has. Don't get me wrong. He's, he's, he's he has limitations. But when you see a guy who's six foot six playing wide receiver, you just think chuck the ball in the air because no one can compete with this. No, no one, no one. Incontestable catches, they don't stand a chance. What's his running style like? I haven't seen him. A strider. Yeah. He's, he's he's not he's not quick and he won't separate. But when you're six foot six, I suppose you really need to separate too often from cornerbacks. Just as I say, just chuck the ball up in the air to him. He, he's he's a total red zone threat. Can he cut? Can he turn? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> but you don't need him to inside 20 yards get him on the field and just throw the ball up to him like as I say there are physical limitations there which which need to be worked on but you know when we're at this point you're looking at those things which make people stand out from everyone else and when you're 6 foot 6 yeah you definitely do that so the, it, it, go on no no it's it's just yeah take the, take advantage of the height and physicality that he's got a bit like uh, Colin Johnson, who I, li- I liked in last last year's class, and he went to Jacksonville, right? And um, mm. kind of, kind of, I, I think there's potential with him. He was an exciting prospect. Just, just a, such a huge, huge, like huge length. Um, sounds like this guy's a bit of a deeper version of him. Interesting. I have to check yeah. him out. Yeah. Nice. Okay. Jot him down as a wow. sleeper, Gav, so that we remember. I've got. I've written. I've, don't worry. I've got nice. all our sleepers <laughs> down. So, uh, Mike, you've only got two sleepers. I'm, no, I'm sure you're here to, to to imbue us with your your amazing deep knowledge. So, is, is there anyone else that you think could, or you you think you know you come come a year's time when we do the look back show, we think, geez, Mike had this guy and he ended up you know being a bit of a fantasy football darling. Anyone? Anyone else? Again, no pressure. Um, the, well, I, I had three, but the, the only other sleep I had was Jalen Darden. But again, he, he's, you know, you mentioned him in day two. I have him a little later than that. He was the other sort of sleeper darling that I had. So I, I had him, um, Big Whopper, Filler, uh, and Jonathan Adams. Okay, I'll put Filer down under your sleepers. So I didn't write him down before. Just give you fair play. Okay, Dave, who else you got? Um, I've only got one, and it's not really someone I really want to sing the praises of because I wasn't that struck with him. But I, I did write a few things on him. But um, Ben Scrum, I can't even say his name. Scrumalaric. Ben Scronic. 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 We're having more trouble with this than we did with the Motor Baby. Yeah, he's like the fullback dude, isn't he? We mentioned the single fullback. Is he is he the the top fullback in the in the class? Well done, Dave, for bringing him up. He's like six three two eleven. I think he's a. I've not got me down as a fullback. Okay, I, I, I'd kind of tagged him as playing that kind of lead blocker kind of role. No, 
no, I mean I've I've not really. No, definitely whole... wide receiver. Yeah. Yeah, he's a okay. I've missed I've mistagged him. Yeah, I mean he's he's not a particularly athletic guy. I mean he was at the the senior bowl, and when you watch the tape from the senior bowl of the one on ones, he's pretty much got a guy on his back the whole way through the route. So he's not the most athletic dude. I mean, he's physical enough, you know, considering his size. But, um, you know, he, he, all his catches are using his size. You know, he's another one of those guys who uses his size to, to his advantage. And that's what he's got. Um, you know, his athleticism isn't going to help him out much. So he's relying on that physicality and, and size. So I'm not going to tell you that Ben Skronek, however you say his bloody last name, is a sleeper. But um, he's a guy who I wrote down on my piece of paper. Okay, maybe I'm maybe I must be thinking of someone different. I'm thinking must of someone be. else. Out of uh, Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah, I'm thinking of someone else. Right, are we done? I think so. Yeah, I mean, we we've managed to tuck it all in in under two and a half hours. We said it'd be a long one. I mean, I think we've done pretty well. I think this is the place to go if you want a. Uh, pretty elaborate dressing down of the wide receiver class as a whole <laughs> yeah. so this hopefully this is a nice resource for people to come back to as the draft nears closer um should we just cl- clarify who we have because i don't think i even confirmed my red star because to be you, honest, you haven't given us a red star and neither is yeah. mike it's because i have two and what <laughs> i'm trying so to decide I. i'm gonna let mike go first <laughs> um i'm gonna go red star elijah moore oh red star Okay. Okay, so okay. my my issue is I have a, I, I wanted to red star the other more but then I was like when Dave said that third round guy was too high for his red star he like scared me away a little bit. <laughs> so, and I actually wanted to red star um St. Brown as the other guy. So Rondell Moore or an Egyptian god? <laughs> I'm going to go. <laughs> Amon Rasen Brown, Red Star him. Red Star! Amon Ra. Okay. I'm pretty sure you just cast a spell right then. Amon Ra, Red Star. <laughs> I'm sorry, Rondell Moore. If it was last year, you would have got a Red Star as well. Um,. I just think he's going to be in the first round, so it might not be as impressive if he ends up, you know, doing what we think he'll do. So, wow, good show, guys. That was. I think. I think you could see that quite a lot of work went into that, and I'm proud of what we did there. I thought that was that was a. I don't think there's there's many podcasts that do as deep a dive as that. So, um, well done. Well yeah, done. definitely. Yeah, well done, and, mm-hmm. and thanks to Mike for joining us. I think obviously Mike spends a bit longer. Uh, he started before the senior ball on some of these guys, right? Us three really just started this week, I think, or I did anyway. Or maybe uh, Gav spends a bit longer. <laughs> well, fair play, these lads, for for playing through as many players as you did in such a short space of time. Yeah, it's just tough. We, right. sh- we should be more organised, like you, right. Mike. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but. It's because, you know, by the time we get started, I'm doing one one position and then as soon as that ends, I'm doing another one. And I, don't, I don't know how you do it, to be honest, mate. <laughs> yeah, not, not at all, to be honest with you. It ends up uh, early May, it just ends up a blur saying, what have I been doing with my life for the last four and a half months? <laughs> well, thank you yeah. for lending us your expertise. I, I've heard that you don't like cornerbacks in a previous conversation, Mike, so <laughs> maybe we'll let you off for that one. But 
Um, I think that's the next I wonder if it you're... comes with the responsibility. If you get the fun of doing wide receivers, you sort of have to do cornerback. I don't know. Maybe we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off air. God, we, we, we might have to pay a minimum wage if we force him to do that. Go with it. So long as you're planning on talking about that in March or, or, or late March, early April, you know, way, way, way. Plenty of time. Um, Dave, do you have anything this week? I, I do, but do we have time? we got a little bit I of time. Think, I think we've got time. Give me 10 or 15 minutes if you want yeah. it. Let's go. Let's go. Go on then. Four large dollars, kids. Everything on him. Do you want onions on your set? I do. Plenty onions. Now, I don't know if we're going to have a, a huge amount of discussion about this, but it's no matter what I sort of um, what I say, really. Um, that humans are, are pretty dumb, right? We, we we do a lot of stupid things. And that, yeah, that, that, that noise saying you're right, I think. Have, have you got like a polka band? Is that a polka band blacking your house? <laughs> <laughs> Just like hitting polka band keys. in deep sleep. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, uh, they're, they're ready for next season, ready to go. Um, Sorry, Dave. No, um, you've you put me off here. I, I'm so I sorry. I derailed you. I have to recenter myself. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, we're, humans are pretty dumb, and we do a lot of stupid things. And it's 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 sort of been highlighted to me by the fact that after you know, think you think of things that you did before coronavirus, before COVID hit, and we used to get you know, if it was someone's birthday. You'd buy a cake, you'd buy like a cheapest chips cake from Tesco, right? Or a, what is it, what's the caterpillar, caterpillar from Marks and Spencer's? Caterpillar cake, whatever that is. It's Post- Morrison special, not- that, Dave. You're shopping in two fancy shops, Tesco, Marks and Spencer's. There's a Marks and Spencer's around here somewhere. You're toppling down the common man rankings. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you'd you'd get a cake, you stick candles in it, and then you blow on it. And then people would eat it. That seems pretty crazy these days. You know, it's you just I'll have this germ covered cake that I just did a really wet blow on. Everybody, you know, have have some germs. You know, it, it seems pretty crazy now. Um, but we do a lot of weird stuff that, if you sort of look at it in the perspective of of humankind, it, it seems pretty weird and dumb. You know, we we get in a metal box with wheels on it, and we drive at like. 70 mile an hour of course we're all doing the speed limit and fly towards the place we're going to down a road with loads of other of these metal boxes with people in it seems crazy we we do these stupid things to get places and then people end up dying as a result and we kind of you know when when two of these metal boxes hit together and people get on the back of a metal bike with an engine on it and fling themselves towards their destination with just a helmet and some leathers on. And it all seems pretty crazy, you know? And then people put a helmet on and throw a ball to each other and then tackle each other as well. Um, Dave, Dave, have you been hanging out in Livy on Bell's car again? N- no. <laughs> no. But no, you just think about things that we that we do are pretty pretty dumb, right? Is it, is it just me that thinks that these things are dumb? It just sounds... <laughs> Sounds like you're you're one of these guys that's been caught on the DUI. Dave. You're coming at us with these like really deep thoughts. Sorry, I, I, I no, I like yeah, it. Your things just just they just struck me, and uh, it's just I don't like think it's... thoughts you have when you're stoned. 
Like, that, you thank you. Yeah, that's, what, that's what I was that, getting at with the Lev Belkar thing. Yeah. And, yeah, and, and I'm going there. Have you ever thought, man, you look look like at your room and then you look at the ceiling and the ceiling seems way smaller than the floor, but the things from the floor would fit on the ceiling? Have you ever thought that? <laughs> I have thought that. that, that that's true. You have. You've literally thought that. That's the kind of stone thought train we're going down. And I like it, Dave. Let's all go into the Legarrett Blunt drive. Yeah. So where are we it's going? A, it's, yeah. Have you guys ever had those thoughts that you think, why do we do this? Dave, I've got to say, you have nailed something that I've not thought about. Blowing on cakes, man. That is weird. When, now, now we, in, <laughs> yeah. in 2021, when we know what we know about aerosols and you know, infectious diseases and germs. What are we doing as a race, man? Let's just like let's try and not spread each other's like respiratory viruses, and like kids especially, like little germ factories blowing on yeah. each other's cake and, and eating it. It's disgusting, man. Oh, hang on a minute, hang on a minute. I, I, let me play devil's advocate to this. Is that not just basically what talking is? Yeah, but you're not. You know, you're not blowing. You're not talking into each other's mouths and then swallowing it, are you? I don't know, man. This feels like just let the kids blow on the cake. I... <laughs> <laughs> it's a wonder we're still here now. You know, it's you know the way that we spread disease so freely, and then we blow on the cake and eat it. This is like my friend, right? Because I'm I'm a bit of a germaphobe, right? I like I'm always washing my hands. I don't like touching things and then touching other things that I'm going to eat. Like, but my friend, like he like gets coins, like two p coins, and just puts them in his mouth. And that's, like, that's the way to get out of drink driving, right? Oh, really? Yeah, if you show my slightly dodgy background, if you uh, if you if you get uh, if you get busted drink driving and you're over the limit, you get breathalysed. There's there's I don't know if it's true, but I know various people that swear by it. Right, so you get breathalysed on site. You're over the limit. They 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 arrest you on site. They take you back to the station, and they have to do a blood test to charge you. Now, apparently, if you suck on a couple of two peas the whole way back, by the time you get back, your blood, as long as you're not, like, way over the limit, you shouldn't be giving this advice out on, the, on this podcast. But apparently, I'm not an, 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 in any way advocating drink driving, right, at all. It's, it's an evil thing that people shouldn't do, but that, that is a, a little hack there to beat the blood test because something on the 2P um, does something to your blood, apparently. But it could be complete, you know, nonsense. But I know, I know a mate of mine that got out of it by doing that. Let me get a pen. Hang on. So you, you put the two peas after you've got caught, right? Well, no. But the, most people aren't driving around with two peas already. So. <laughs> <laughs> I might just do it as a, to... as a preparatory thing, just it's walk like around a... all the time. Yeah, no. You, you know, you have them in your, in your, your side pocket of okay. your car, and then when you if you get pulled and you've been doing, but you shouldn't be doing driving, Dave. It's not something you should be doing. <laughs> I, I don't. And I was I was foolish in my in my youth to do such things, and I I greatly regret them now. Mm-hmm. Um, but if the police listening, I never did it. Honest government. <laughs> uh, I can't believe you got that out of me. But yeah, so there is something about two peas. But anyway, uh, where were we? All, all I was saying was he he sucks two p coins, not for this reason, but just because I don't know. He seems to like the taste. But I think it that's tastes- like the most disgusting thing in the world. Like two p coin is like think of all the places it goes and where it's been. Like that. oh, awful. But he never gets ill, right? Because he's always done that kind of thing. And he's built up like a, a good immune system. Whereas me, I, I used to get ill all the time because I I wash my hands constantly. I'm a germaphobe, so maybe yeah, maybe this true is the right thing. 
it's true to a point. There's probably some dude wandering around Wuhan thinking, yeah, I'm the I'm the man. I suck two peas. And then like, <laughs> next thing he knows, he's like patient zero in an international <laughs> pandemic. So let's let's not let's not like, sing the praises of that guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, the thing well, that actually have to be fair to the Chinese, there is there is uh, evidence emerging that it didn't necessarily start in Wuhan. It's just that that's where it was first detected. But, um, until until that's proven, mm. let's, let's let's calm down on that one. Just to go back to Dave's original point um, of things that you think about when you're in this kind of state. I don't know if that even was Dave's question, to be honest. But um, I've been thinking of. I've been thinking this lately, and I, I keep coming back to this. Whenever I get into some kind of heightened state of mental ability, I'll call it. Um, I keep watching old quiz shows, right? Like quiz shows from the the 90s or the 80s or whatever, or even the 90s, right? You look at stuff like The Weakest Link or Catchphrase. Um, Going for gold. Even Bullseye, stuff like that. And it just... Turnaround. I'm, I'm, I abs- remember Turnaround. I'm absolutely fascinated by these shows because they just feel so strange. Like the interactions with the, the, the people on them, uh, the, 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 the presenters, like the, the whole facade feels so odd honestly go watch a quiz show from the 90s uh when you're uh when you're drunk or stoned or whatever you want to be it's a weird experience dude i'm telling you it feels strange <laughs> I, I i totally know what you're saying yeah very strange depends depends how uh, uh dosed up you are <laughs> there's a certain point where everything becomes strange right so I, don't <laughs> I don't know where you want to like cut that off but um i, I get what you're saying that they're kind of low level strange it's just like it's like I was there, right, when this was going on. I was watching The Weakest Link as a kid, sat there eating tea, and it all felt perfectly normal. And now I'm watching it, and I'm just like, I just can't believe what I'm seeing. That that I watched this and thought it was like a reasonable thing that was on TV, not because it's like bad, but just because it's strange that like people don't interact like this. I don't know. What is it? Is it Anne Robinson mugging people off all well, the time? Well, it's kind of that. It? Like I was watching Anne Robinson just like make a guy do a dance and like making out he was really boring because <laughs> he worked in like a paper factory or something, and I was just like. Whoa, this is so strange. <laughs> You'd never see this it's, today. It's just a, a light entertainment as a whole brand. is, is yes. just, just reeks of falsehood. It's weird. Doesn't it? It's just um, you're here, you're stood on a spot. Uh, you basically have no importance or anything to offer, but you're here. So let's make something <laughs> out of you. It is basically the, the kind of format, right? And yeah. then you, you, I mean, it, it's kind of gone to ridiculous levels where now people are like getting completely naked on TV or marrying people they've never met before. But, um, you know, that's just because they've run out of ideas and they just need to get more extreme. But the whole thing going back from where it started has always been insane, I think. Yeah, I, I love quiz shows that are sort of um, that are very of their time and very dated. I love things like Big Break and Bullseye. Jim Davidson, you can't you can't admit that on air. You like Jim, not, Jim Davidson? No, it wasn't him. It was the snooker element. I love, like, as a sort of a, a young... This is very, this makes me very boring. I am a boring person. Just the, you know, big newsflash, Dave's a boring person. But I, I loved watching snooker at the age of, like, I don't know. I, I'd have been pretty young. But I loved watching it. I loved the, all the sort of, um, all the angles and te- you know, technical things to it. I, I loved it. And I loved that element to it. And the big break sort of tapped into that sort of lure I had of snooker at that point in my life. But with them, um, but with Bullseye, it was all the, the sort of, showmanship around that was around with darts at the time because darts was a big thing right it was it was um it was sort of it was sort of chav flashy it was it was flashy but with big chunky 
gold rings, sovereign rings on. It was that kind of flashy. Did darts reach 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 its high point with Phil the Power Taylor? Has it has it ever reached that kind of heights again? I mean, it's you got the, the PDL, right? You've got the the sort of the the big darts leagues and big competitions, but I think it's sort of it's got a it's got a ceiling i think it's reached that ceiling now i don't think it can go much further uh, i don't know man there was a time where he was like the mike tyson of of darts right he just was undefeated like the tiger woods anytime you get like a a, a completely dominant person in any sport it is is impressive and it, it's sort of like the now i don't know i'm, I'm not I'm, I'm not a dart expert by any means but fill fill the tap fill the power tailor crossed over i thought into the kind of british awareness of of, of arrow throwers we had Van Gogh, and he was the the big dude. But um, but I I don't know darts. It's it's didn't it try a while ago to become an Olympic sport? They tried to make darts an Olympic <laughs> sport at one point. But like when all of you guys are big dudes, you know. I mean, I can't remember his name, but his nickname was the Viking. I think he actually played Phil Taylor in like a big sky thing, and he actually he, he couldn't. Van Bo- Bon, no, bon, bon. no, it was Raymond Van Vernevelde. No, That's I can't it. remember his name now, but his, his nickname was the Viking, and he couldn't complete the game because he was too drunk. He pretty much <laughs> passed out because, like, beer and alcohol was a part of the game, right? You get you get smashed and play darts because you got better the more drunk you got, and it sort of defeats subject of it being a sport. But what, where, where did, how do we get onto this? I don't know, but it sounds like you're longing for the days where the snooker players used to move, shuffle their pint away so they could put their cigarette in their ashtray before they got up and. Damn, and, 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 and they, they were they were real sportsmen. That that what? was <laughs> that's what I aspired to as a. Was still chopped into like a catch racist joke from Jimmy Jones. I mean, it's like it's a bygone era, man. I mean, it's a time where my grandma was watching sport, and it sounds like you'd have got on. Yeah, not, not that I'm casually racist. No, I know you're not. I'm just, I'm just poking fun at you because of the big break reference. I can't get past Jim Davidson. I'm sorry. No, I, I think he's a, a terrible human being that, that should be shot off the face of the earth. But um, tours, you know, do you know he still tours? He still gets packed, packed houses with his leather jacket and his, his like really? racist stuff. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's, was... he's like relegated to like you know the bottom of like digital television, you know. But he's he's still got a platform. It was him and what was his name? The guy with the stupid but, hat, Chubby Brown, as well. Yeah, and, who needs yeah. to be shot off the earth. Um, yeah. So we're, we're descending into racist comedians now. I don't, <laughs> this started somewhere sensible, or seemingly sensible, and has ended up with Roy Chubby Brown. I don't know where, where we've gone. Where, where have we gone? I have no idea, Dave. As, as is so often the case with this segment. <laughs> Should we end now? Yeah, yeah, let's do it. I feel like poor Mike hasn't had the chance to open his mouth for the last 15 minutes. I've been asleep, that's enough. <laughs> Don't worry, the audience is as well. Oh dear. Okay, let's wrap it up there. You've stuck with us long enough. I think we've nailed this in. in it might not even be our longest show if I hurry up. Um, follow the show at UK Steelers Pod. Follow me at Cy Wrote This. Follow Dave at This Is Dave Hart. And follow Gav at GM Boom Op all on Twitter. Mike, I asked you this last time. Do you have anything to pimp or not? I can't remember. Um, yeah, follow me on Twitter, guys, at Cambridge Paddy. At Cambridge Paddy, there we go. Oh, yeah, we had the whole conversation about why it was called that. Yeah. <laughs> Let's not get into that again. Um, hope, I th- is Rich going to be back next week, Gav, do we know? We is think it- so. He's doing Hollywood things. He's, yeah. uh, he's filming, and um, he's got a very busy schedule, very hectic, and uh, the world of filming is very unpredictable, and I- I'm facing some unpredictable schedules myself coming forward. Hopefully, I think I had a quick look through. It looks maybe manageable, but I know Rich is is, is very busy, so he- he's hoping to be back soon. 
we really need him back for the the tackle class because he he knows a thing or two about tackles. So uh, hoping he comes back. But um, well, we will we will uh, yeah be back next week. Come rain, come come snow. We'll we'll let you know what what we plan to do because yeah a lot of that depends on Rich. I would really like him here for the offensive line, but we'll uh, we'll broach that subject and I'll tweet it out as always, asking for your opinion. So um, go follow the show at UK Steelers Pod and tweet me uh, the guys when I tweet it out, looking for ideas and suggestions, as so many of you already have. And uh, we'll see you next week as draft season continues to rumble on. See you later. Cheers, guys. Cheers, guys. Bye. <laughs>